Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Time to get into another weekend of NFL football. The Bills and Chiefs, they're good. The Eagles, they're pretty good. Is anybody else good? Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. I think if we predicted today what the Super Bowl is going to be, almost everybody would have two guesses. Eagles-Bills, Eagles-Chiefs. And that's it. I don't know who's good after the Eagles and the NFC, and I don't know who's good after the Bills and Chiefs in the AFC. We're going to try and dig into that. A Thursday edition of Ken Levicka Live here on ESPN 106.3. Free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. And a John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the rainy yet comfortable Intracoastal. Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights. He is the radio life partner, and he runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. She is rushed, she is hangry, she is stressed, and she is giving me dirty looks. And we are 1 minute and 45 uh, seconds into the show. It is the Dominican Queen, Jeanette Javier. Who says any of this weather is comfortable? It's cold, it's rainy, and I'm not in London. It's only when you're in London when this stuff is tolerable. Yesterday was cold. Today yes. is comfortable. No, today was cold. I walked my dog at 5 o'clock in oh, the morning. Oh, well, that's different. It's different. And it was miserable. I had to go back inside and get a jacket. But but now it's good. And I would, I was, give me two minutes to enjoy this yogurt and I have a salad in my lunch bag and I'll be okay. Uh, yesterday when I walked out of the office, because we did the show 3 to 5 yesterday, our special heat edition, uh, heat season opening edition of Ken LaVica Live presented by Brightline. Uh, the Brightline was good last night. The heat defense, not good. Kyle Lowry, not good. Everything Evan just said right before us, not wrong. DeMar DeRozan was the train. Yeah, he was pretty good. He was good. Not only that, but the Heat can never figure out what, what to do with Vucevic. Even when Vuce played with the Orlando uh-huh. Magic. Yeah, no, Vucevic is an absolute Heat killer all I'm the time. Sur- I'm surprised they still put Bam yeah. against him. No, I know. I think that Jay Will came on and manifested Bam having one of the worst nights he yeah. could have imagined. Thanks, Jay Will. Thanks Appreciate a lot, that. man. Appreciate that. I'm excited for Liv, whichever yeah. you know, comes through. <laughs> It'll be a good trade-off. Bam um, ain't coming. Sorry, eating yogurt. So, um, what I was saying, though, yesterday is I left the studio at 5.15, 5.30, around there, and it was legit cold. I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt yesterday, and I got outside, and I'm like, oh, my nipples. Like, it was really, really cold yesterday. Today, a little bit warmer, but it's cool. It's comfortable. You can still wear shorts if you want to, and you don't regret it like yesterday. You can do a t-shirt, or you could do some long pants, maybe some joggers and a t-shirt. Like, this is good. This is this is the fall weather in South Florida right now. Let's get it. It's disgusting. The well, the rain sucks. Are, the, the rain. What are you that talking sucks. about? You're acting like the rain. <laughs> I've got enough vitamin D. I don't need any more I, sun. I, I actually completely agree with Ken. Mm-hmm. Like yesterday was cold. Today yeah. is peak form sweater weather for the females, and we get to rock out with our shorts or sweatpants. Yeah, uh, and also good nap weather. Oh, great. This great, is great, would, great yeah. nap weather. I love you guys, but I kind of would rather be reading my House of the Dragons book right now on my couch. 
cuddling my dog. Don't forget, because she's reading Game of Thrones, her vocabulary is bleeping on point. It's, on one. It's an on, on one. It's on one. It's on one. Yeah. Uh, that was revealed yesterday here on Ken Levick Alive. So uh, we're getting into week seven of the NFL season. And don't worry. Don't worry. No Russell Wilson tonight, guys. Thank you. Instead, you have Kyler Murray and Andy Dalton. Boo. Slash Taysom Hill. Slash Taysom Hill, which makes it even worse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I kind of would rather have that right now. Yeah. I was trying to avoid it, but Stone's right. We're going to see that equation as well here tonight. Uh, and and I was uh, like, fine. I'm going to watch it. Everything's good. And we're going to move on. Now, we know that the Bills and Chiefs are awesome. We had the titanic battle of the century of the week of the season last week when it was the Chiefs and the Bills and the Bills win late because Josh Allen is a mutant and there's nobody like him in the game of professional football right now. They finally avenge and they slay the beast, Kansas City at Arrowhead. Then we retreated to what was largely billed as the battle of the top two in the NFC. You had the Eagles and you had the Cowboys. And the Eagles end up doing what the Eagles do. A very efficient offense. Jalen Hurts makes some plays. They run the hell out of the ball and they play some pretty solid defense. Yep. That's been the success of Nick Sirianni. That's been the success of the Eagles. That's the reason why they're the lone undefeated remaining in the NFL. But what about after that? What about after that? And I refer you to Bill Barnwell. Bill Barnwell, who does great work with ESPN. Bill Barnwell, who I think Stone, pound for pound, he's probably the best, most informative writer that ESPN has, no? I, I, I think so, because what happens is you see somebody's name on social media that posted an article or had a take, and you immediately go, oh, or you like them, and you go, oh, I'm excited to see what this guy has to say. But when you see Bill Barnwell... You go, oh, I got to read this because you do most of the time trust it. So, yeah, I agree with you. So, he asked and he wrote a full feature, ESPN Plus, headlined, third best NFL team in AFC, nine candidates and their strengths and weaknesses. Now, let's not forget that the NFC, it's a little more cut and dry where you have the Eagles and then it's going to be a debate. Everybody else who at least looks competent, Ryan Clark Earlier in the week on Get Up on ESPN, uh, he was talking about the Eagles, and he was, Jeanette, pretty, pretty, pretty set in stone that the Eagles were going to the Super Bowl. In your mind, and I know you're a Bucks fan and it drives you crazy, but in your mind, is there anybody who's even in the same stratosphere as the Eagles right now in the NFC? I think the Eagles are just super hyped right now. Typical Philadelphia fans. Sure, being undefeated is great, but who have they really played as a contender? Hmm, that's a good question, actually. So you're looking at the you're looking at the the resume right now yeah. of the Philadelphia Eagles. All right. Well, let's look at said resume here, shall we? Started the year with the win over the Lions. All right, you're right there. Cool. They beat the Vikings twenty four to seven pretty soundly. Cool. Minnesota is five and one. Minnesota is a really good team. As uh, it stands I think right they're now. good. I don't know if they're really not good. really good. They're good. They're Stone good. likes mediocrity, though. That's a hard word. Well, that's true. Mediocrity is Stone's forte, exactly. if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the Commanders, all right, fine. Oh, do Jacksonville, do Arizona, five, and then Dallas. So 
I mean, Dallas with their third QB. Jeanette, uh, uh, second QB. Second, sorry. But but the point remains, Jeanette, you're actually not wrong. Thank you. When you look at the resume, it's definitely not what maybe the Bills have had to navigate. It's not what the Dolphins have had to navigate. But Ryan Clark, pretty confident already after six weeks of football, and this is what he had to say on Get Up. RC, what statement was made last night? The statement is that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. Like, we might as well be done with it. When you look at this team and what they've accomplished throughout this season, you say, okay, no, they haven't played a great defense, or it's not about they haven't seen Doomsday. Well, they saw Doomsday last night. And what we saw was Nick Sirianni, who I remember watching in the first press conference that was supposed to be reading a script, <laughs> couldn't read the script, couldn't play off of the script, had no adjustment to the script. I was like, well, this guy can't coach. He can't even adjust his speech when he gets a job that he's been waiting for his entire life. How is he going to perform on that job he's been waiting for his entire life? He showed you last night. Last night, that plan was was as college and as Jalen Hurts as the offensive plan could possibly be. Yeah. And on the other side of that, and Dan, to get to this, it also affected the Dallas Cowboys' best player. Yeah. And when they needed to make plays in the second half, which they haven't had to do throughout this season, which we didn't see them do against the Arizona Cardinals, Nick Sirianni remembered who they were. Mm. We're physical, we're going to run it, and we have a dude that we can throw it to on the outside that is Ooh. hard as hell to get on the ground. And his name is A.J. Brown. So, I mean, Jeanette, as as you can see, Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark's impressed with the Eagles, but Jeanette's not, so don't worry. No. Don't worry, rest of NFC, if you're fans of teams other than the Eagles. Jeanette says, eh, I'm not into the Eagles. Enough said. Take solace in that, folks. I'm not sold. Congratulations. You got a couple good wins, but... Do they mean anything? The best wins are the Vikings and the Cowboys. The Vikings have Kirk Cousins. The Cowboys you... had Cooper Rush. Okay. Yeah, it. and so I think I think that there you can at least make the case. If Jeanette was going to say, hey, this is still wide open, what Jeanette just mentioned, the resume, that's the argument uh, right there. Uh, we, we talk <laughs> about resume. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to Excuse get you. my thought going, but uh, I heard the <laughs> noise. You know, when we talk about resume, <laughs> I still think anybody besides the Bills and Chiefs, Philadelphia would be favored over in the NFL right now. So I think regardless of the resume, so, I do still think they hold They're weight. top three in the NFL Like, regardless. Regardless. Okay. So let's get to the AFC because Bill Barnwell, again, the nine candidate strengths and weaknesses that he has laid out as to who is number three in the AFC. And he has the Ravens, and he writes right off the bat, on a play-by-play basis, the Ravens likely have the best quantitative case for being the AFC's number three. Taking a deep dive into metrics, The Ravens are the number three team in the AFC. That said, this is the same Ravens team that can't hold a lead in the fourth quarter. This is the same Ravens team that after the third quarter completely disappears in games. And this is the same 500 Baltimore Ravens team. Then he has the Jets at four and two. The Jets at four and two who beat Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau. That forced me on Monday, Jeanette, to admit, maybe just maybe the Jets are good. How does it hurt to not say the Miami Dolphins organization in that spot? Well, they're they're one of the nine, but they're trending downwards while the Jets are ahead of them in the standings and doing nothing but trending upwards with getting zero quarterback play. Just wanted to point that out for you guys. That's the thing about the Jets is they're getting no quarterback play. Hmm. Now, right behind the Jets are the Dolphins. 
And this is what Bill Barnwell writes. The case is simple for the Dolphins. They started the season with Tua, and in games he finished, they're 3-0. and With Teddy Bridgewater and Skylar Thompson forced to finish games because of injuries to each of Miami's three passers, they're 0-3. That pretty much sums up the Dolphins. Not to mention, though, the three Tua kills are elite level. Yep. Mm-hmm. Beating the Patriots. The Bills. Beating the Ravens and beating the Bills. The only team to have done that, two of the only quarterback to have done that, and Tua comes back Sunday night against the Steelers. So there's your case for the Dolphins right there, is that their diminished product is problematic, but their whatever revised healthy product is should be good enough. That said, there are so many injuries, you wonder if they can get back to a true, productive, healthy state at some point. I don't know. Like Stone, we are not. You and I have already said we don't think we're going to see Byron Jones at all the rest of the year. That secondary is going to run into some major issues potentially. Correct, and it's getting foggier and foggier. I I don't think that people who don't watch the Dolphins regularly know how big of a loss the corner Nick Needham is. Him being out of the lineup now, that's a huge because you're having to rely on Igbo for sure. So when you get <sighs> into some of these matchups with guys who can skate on the outside, yeah, it's going to be more and more of a problem regardless of who's behind center. So those first three, who's the number three team behind the Bills and Chiefs in the AFC? You had the Ravens, you had the Jets, you had the Dolphins. Bill Barnwell then goes on to uh, diagram the Titans, describe why the Bengals are in this discussion. Moving down the list, you've got the Chargers that are on a bit of a winning streak right now, and then the Patriots, the Colts, and the Jaguars. Those are your remaining nine teams that could vie for number three in the AFC behind the Bills and Chiefs. So I'm wondering, who is number two behind the Eagles in the NFC, and who's number three behind the Bills and Chiefs in the AFC? Because it could be a vast array of different options. And that's why this is one of the more wild NFL seasons, because it's so top-heavy. And then after you get through the top three teams in the league, the top two in the AFC and the top team in the NFC, I don't know. Who's number three behind Bill's Chiefs AFC? Who's number two behind the Eagles in the NFC? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And again, tweeted us at KLV1063. Who's your number three in the AFC behind the Bills and the Chiefs? Who's your number two behind the Eagles in the NFC? I don't think it's the Ravens in the AFC. I have a hard time believing it's the Ravens in the NFC or in the AFC because I don't trust that defense. And I don't trust that defense late in games. Even when they were healthy, it was not so solid. They got hurt. They're getting healthier again. But they can't execute. They haven't been executing late in games. I don't trust the Ravens. Dare I say, and I know I'm going to regret this, the Chargers are the third best team. And it, well done. it goes against everything I believe in as the president, Jeanette, of the Tuatunga Vailoa Fan Club in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Going on year three, Lavica 2023. There's another election next year. Okay. So it's four-year cycles. And so mm. uh, I, I do think that the Chargers in, in AFC West, that is not nearly as good 
as what we thought it was going to be. Not even close to as good as what we thought it was going to be. You have the Chargers, who could still come out of that division, but I think can eat against the Raiders. They can eat against the Broncos. Yeah. They've been doing that, and they, they won at home, and I know it was tight, <laughs> and didn't... I know that it was ugly, but the Broncos, they just drag you into the abyss. <laughs> they, right? that, that's a good call. They just drag you into the world of suck. And then you can't escape, and your only hope is that you can outlast the sucktitude that the Broncos are going to drag you into. But I think it's the Chargers, and they can win in a variety of different ways, and they've still been winning without Keenan Allen. Like that, that to me suggests that for all of their flaws, whether it be coaching or personnel, there's enough there for them to be the number three behind the Chiefs and the Bills. I love it all, and I agree with you. I have had the Chargers written down, and I think this one's hard for me because I'm somebody who doesn't believe in kind of logic when it comes to how good a football team is. Like I, I stick to Vegas. I think who would be favored over who should be on that list, and I think if the Chargers were to play the Ravens, they would most likely be favored in that game, so I would have to put them at that three spot. But here's my thing with the Jets. The Jets play the Broncos in Denver this weekend. Here's why they're not three. How many points do you guys think the Jets are favored over the Broncos by? Mm, two. Four and a half. See, it's just the crazy part about this. Denver Broncos and that dangerous quarterback are, are the ones favored in this game. So how dare we have <laughs> how dare we have the Jets at number three, Bill Barnwell? Like we can't even do that when the guys can't even when they're underdogs to to this Broncos team. That immediately right there is all we need to know. Cross them off of that list. The New York Jets do not belong. This is why, like the Jets might be good and they're tough. They're tough. That defense is really good sure. and they run the hell out of the ball. But I think the line is fair because the I, I Jets have nothing. If you shut down the Jets' running game, they are nothing, nothing. That's interesting. What about you, Jeanette? And then we're going to give you first dibs on the NFC uh, as well. We'll give you first dibs on the NFC because her Buccaneers are over there, and I suppose they're in the conversation (laughs) with number two behind the Eagles. But who's your number three in the AFC behind the Bills and Chiefs? Who's your number two in the NFC behind the Eagles? 888-760-3776. 760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Let's go to Wellington. That's where we find Luke to kick us off on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Luke. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Good. So, I agree with the Chargers. I like the Chargers. I think the Jets are up there, but I think people forget about the Bengals, as bad as their offensive line is. Yeah. I think they're a team. It's very early in the season. And the Chargers historically like to start out 8-1, and 7-2, and, and then they blow it at the end of the year. You're right about but the But I like to backtrack. I like to backtrack Jeanette's comment about that the Eagles, and I'm not an Eagles fan, haven't won any games. <laughs> if you, if you right. take away the, the losses that the Vikings and the Cowboys have, aside from the Eagles, those teams' records are 9-1. and one. Mm-hmm. So Ooh. it's hard to... Hard to give reason behind it. I think I think Luke, where where there is the question about the resume to this point is because, and we're going to sound total Cowboys fan here because they're like, oh, Cooper Rush is good, and there should be a quarterback conversation once Dak comes back, and then as soon as he throws three picks and they lose to the Eagles, it's ah, oh, you only beat us with our backup quarterback. We're about to play that game right now. There is the backup quarterback discussion, and then I don't think there's anybody on the planet, maybe other than his immediate family, that trusts Kirk Cousins 
to win a huge <laughs> game right now. I, I, I just the, the Kirk Cousins, whether it's fair or not, the reputation is that, hey, he can bring you to a good regular season record potentially in the right conditions, uh, and then you can't trust him when the stakes get super high. But I'm with you. Combine nine and one, that does sort of speak for itself, but you do have to look a little bit deeper, and I think that's Jeanette's point there, mm-hmm. is that nine and one is great, but you need to look at the intricacies of it a tad. It's the biggest wins over Kirk Cousins and Cooper Rush. Yeah, if they played the Chiefs and the Bills and maybe the Buccaneers, then I'd be more impressed mm-hmm. with that resume. But congratulations, you got a couple dubs over teams that everybody assumes is going to be an easy win. Now, the AFC here, Bills, Chiefs, we know they're one and two. Bill Barnwell laid out nine different options of teams that could be in this discussion. And again, he has the Ravens, and he has the Jets, and he has the Dolphins, and he does have the Bengals. The Bengals have just quietly been going about their business. They're 3-3. Three and three. It's not outstanding, but they're lurking. And the way the AFC is, they're definitely in this conversation. They're lurking, sure, but anytime they get put on primetime again and we get a glance at what that offensive line does it's on so a week-to-week basis, yeah, I mean, there's no hope that we have for these guys. If they find a team like... Dallas later on in the season, or I'm just saying the caliber of that with that defensive front, they're going to get the doors blown off of them. They literally can't hold Joe Burrow on his two feet. Chargers, Patriots, Colts, Jaguars. I'm going to go ahead and knock out the Colts and Jaguars for my personal list of who could be number three. The Colts are unwatchable. Can't believe the Colts are above 500. The Jaguars are still very much a work in progress. But Jeanette, who is your number three in the AFC? I want to go home team and say Ravens, just because Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. stand. I think we all... Want yeah. to root for a guy. But that's more rooting interest for you. Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, I want the guy to get paid. Oh, sure. A lot of money. But I don't think with the current circumstances, uh, the Ravens are pretty much good. I'm going to go with you and the Chargers. Okay. Going with the quarterback. Going with the guy, the young gun, Justin Herbert. Or Herbie fully loaded, baby. He's the one who, I mean, he's the one who puts them over the top in that discussion. And if you're going to use the rationale of head-to-head with the rest of the number three teams in the AFC like you did, Stone... The Chargers, I think, would be favorites over all of them. Yeah. Largely because of Justin Herbert. Vegas loves Justin Herbert. For sure. I think If you're going to use that. Yeah. And that's the scale that I go by. I tend to bring it to the college level as well. Like when we rank teams like Kansas and James Madison in the top 25, I have a hard time respecting that because most of the teams that aren't ranked behind them would be favored over them. So that's just always kind of my standard or my template for where teams should be ranked if we're doing power rankings. Who's number three? And these aren't power rankings, by the way. <laughs> I know. We're not doing power rankings, Everybody by the way. Everybody loves power rankings! They do. It's a sickness. It's like a, it's a meth addiction. It's a power rankings edition. We heat it up on a spoon and we inject it. Yes. Who's number three in the AFC behind the Bills and Chiefs? Who's number two in the NFC behind the Eagles? 888-760-3776. 888 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six, and on Twitter at KLV one zero six three. Now let's get to the NFC, where Jeanette has watched as her Buccaneers with Tom Brady, who continues to talk about. Where's my sign? Where is your sign? She brought in her Super Bowl sign, Chiefs and and Buccaneers. Because I have to pay off my debt to Theo. Yeah, where is that sign? Where's I'm, my sign? I'm not sure. I have a certain. Itch that I know what happened to it, but hey, we'll we'll find it. We'll find it. Okay. Is he messing with you? Absolutely not. I don't know, but I better find my sign. Yeah. I'm still hangry. <laughs> my, my. You know what happens then. 
My itch is that whoever's in the uh, the studio here from the four to six hours said that can't be hanging up here while we're doing our show, and it's not hanging up anymore. But oh, hey, we'll, that's a problem. We'll get a hold of that. We'll I hang, don't care as long we'll, as it's back. We'll put when it back. When I do my bet, when I rap Nelly paying off my bet versus Theo because the Bucks lost to the Chiefs, better see that Super Bowl sign back on that window. It, right. But in all fairness, though. There's no way that sign was hurting anything. Why would the show that did five to seven yesterday, we'll name drop them, the home team, have a problem <laughs> with that, with the the Chiefs Buccaneers Super Bowl sign that Jeanette got a couple of years ago? People have an issue with winning things. People have an issue with a lot of things. I don't understand that. All right, we're gonna find that. It actually is kind of annoying. That's actually legitimately annoying. It's fine. It's fine. It, it, it's not like Jeanette was was burning sage in here. It was a freaking Super Bowl sign. All right. Uh, anyways, excuse me. What? It was a Super Bowl sign that I got when I was in Tampa. I'm on your side. I'm not trying to fight you on this. I'm trying to find this thing. I'm thinking you're ready to fight anybody. I know. I know. Um, but you you have the Eagles, and now the number two in the NFC. I have no idea where to go with this. I want to lean towards the Cowboys. But I haven't seen them in their complete form. I've seen them defensively, but is their offense going to be able to catch up at any point? I need to see them with Dak. How good is Dak going to be? How much is that thumb going to bother him once he returns? I don't think it's the Packers. The Packers are just flat out bad right now on offense. Like, bad, bad. Uh, Almost by default. It's kind of enjoyable to watch, though, after all the drama. Yeah. With Aaron Rodgers in the offseason and losing Devontae Adams, I kind of think that karma is working for the Packers right now. Well, no, it feels great. Don't get me wrong. It is hilarious to watch them struggle like this. But then it puts you in a position where you are basically choosing between the Vikings and the Giants (laughs) and the Cowboys. I think it's only those three that can be in the discussion with the number two. And I don't know. I trust coaching. I trust, and it's not flashy, Ooh. but I trust that you know exactly what the Giants are going to do on a week-to-week basis, and what do they do? They still impose their will. I can't believe I'm about to do this, Uh-oh. but I think the Giants might be the number two team behind the Eagles in the NFC. Brian Dable makes a difference. Wing Martindale makes a difference. You know why I respect that from you? Because it's very optimistic. Like you're giving somebody a chance. Like you're giving the New York Giants They're their just flowers. so fundamentally sound. And they found a way, despite being so limited, to get it done. Like, there is football IQ all over that roster. And I think we all feel that way, but most of us refuse to give them their shine. Or that number two spot in the NFC. God, that's hard to even fathom that we're talking about the New York Giants and the two slot in the NFC in the season of 2022. I personally hate it. Tough stuff. I personally hate it. The expectations between the Packers and the Bucks alone. That should put him up there. Dak Prescott coming back healthy. Let's go, Cowboys. So you're going what happened? With, you're going with the Cowboys? No. Oh, okay. I and see what I did? I said, Oh, we'll give Jeanette first crack of the NFC, and then what did I do? Because I'm I'm selfish. I just went ahead and bulldozed my way into that. So I'm sorry. Now That's you, whatever. Have the floor. I just want to find my sign. The floor is yours. We'll get the sign. Don't worry. But but, but uh, I don't want to start any issues. All right. So, Jeanette, what is your number two behind uh, the Eagles and the NFC? I'm going to go with you and the Giants. Okay. I kind of like it. I'm proud of them. It's, it's about time they have their shine. Not too much. But coaching, obviously, is a, decision, is a factor here. So, congrats to them. All right. So, Jeanette and I say the Giants... Stone does not agree with that at all. <laughs> I can't. 
I can't agree with that. If I did have to throw a number two team in there, and there are things that, that are going to make me feel better or worse about this come after Sunday, but I would go to the San Francisco 49ers. I would, I would still rock with Jimmy came G. came out of left field. And the Niners. So here, Jimmy so, G, man. So they travel to Arrowhead this weekend, and they play the Chiefs. Big-time gauge game. Big-time <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. That's right. He's good. Big-time gauge game. Like, if they can keep this within a touchdown, then, yeah, I do think they're the number two team in the NFC. I don't think there's any disputing that. If they get blown out, then we can have a discussion. Then we can start talking the Vikings. We can start talking Dallas. We can start talking the Giants. But if the Niners play well against Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes Sunday, then I think that they solidify themselves as the second threat in the NFC. Interesting. It's okay. Stone just wants to see more of Jimmy G on the TV. Don't I we got all? It. Of course. Don't we all? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Jeanette stands behind that. Absolutely. <laughs> she wishes it could be literally. Uh, so it's <laughs> it, it, Stone <laughs> says the 49ers are going to be a, a case having made for them to be the number two team behind the Eagles in the NFC. I'm going with the Giants. Jeanette's going with the Giants. As far as the number three team in the AFC behind the Bills and the Chiefs, I think it's the Chargers. I think it's the Chargers. Stone's going with the Chargers as well in that discussion. Jeanette, who's your number three again in the AFC? She rocked with us. Yeah, we were Chargers all so around. So we're across the board. Which I love. It's a little dangerous. Triple the Herbert. A little dangerous with the triple lockdown. But yeah. uh, High risk, high reward. That's right. Baby. <laughs> and they got the Seahawks this week, so we'll feel a little bit better about ourselves coming into the show next week. Are you so, sure? I hope. Well, no. There's no. <laughs> with this show, there's no promises about feeling good about anything oh. that we do at all. I'm feeling better after eating the salad. Yeah, though. you're not hangry because anymore. It's good. I was working on it. I just want my side. Jeanette, when Hurricane <laughs> when Hurricane Ian was touching down here, mm-hmm. you know, we kicked off that show with what team is in the midst of a hurricane? Like who's about to be decimated? Who's going to have the you know legs chopped out from underneath them? And we, as in Ken, Theo, and I. All simultaneously bashed and bashed the New York Giants. We said their season was over. Yeah. There's no hope for these guys. And here we are, a week or two later, <laughs> saying they're the second best team in the NFC. It's tough. It's tough. The NFL is a parody at this point. Tough on this street. Tough on these streets, man. It is <laughs> tough it is. on these streets. Yo, you got to acknowledge when you're wrong. Yeah. You got to say it with a little more swag. It's tough, tough on, the, on these streets. Uh, talk like, do your Joel hey guys, Embiid. It's tough on these streets. Like yeah. Joel, no, do a Joel Embiid. <laughs> I don't know what else to do. It's tough on these streets. <laughs> Much there better, you go. Yes. <laughs> Who is number two behind the Eagles in the NFC? Number three in the AFC behind the Bills and the Chiefs. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. I think financial. The community needs your help. Donate today to the I Think Community Foundation. Support their mission to improve the lives of children and families in our communities. Each year, the I Think Community Foundation hosts jingle bells at the branches where children in need come. Enjoy activities, holiday treats, a special guest appearance right from the North Pole. This is awesome for families. Go to IThinkFI.org foundation or show support by purchasing a jingle bells icon at your nearest branch. Go to IThinkFI.org slash locations to find your branch. And speaking of, Stone and I, Monday, another shred day, we'll be at the I Think Financial in Boca for Ken Lavica Live. Who is your number two in the NFC behind the Eagles? Your number three in the AFC behind the Bills and the Chiefs. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. On Twitter, at KLV1063. We're rocking on a Thursday where Jeanette is going to pay off another one of her losing NFL bets. If I find my sign. It's hot in here. That's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.
From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Again, who would be the number three in the AFC? Bills, Chiefs, and then it is, it is falling off a cliff. Who is number three there? And the Eagles... I honestly think almost all the options are right there in the NFC East. As who's the number two behind the Eagles? The NFL is weird, man. The NFL is super weird. And you know what's going to be weird? Is the Cardinals and Saints tonight on Thursday Night Football. I don't have a single feel for that game. I don't have a single feel for it. Then, hey, let's get weird. I think it follows the tradition of all these terrible Thursday Night Football games, though. Did you expect a good one? Yeah, I don't know. No, it's my expectation. But I don't know if it's going to be terrible. That's the thing. I I think there's going to be points, and I think that there is going to be ball movement. But other than... uh, You literally are describing every Thursday night football game. Name one memorable one. Yeah. Exactly. The uh, Bengals-Miami Dolphins game. No, that was not memorable. I choose to forget that. Super memorable. I remember it vividly, actually. Because you were in pain. (laughs) <laughs> but that's the reason. I choose to exactly. forget that that Thursday night game happened. <laughs> Ken LaVica live here on ESPN 106.3. Let's talk injuries. We do it every week here on Ken LaVica live with our good friend, Dr. James Ross, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. And uh, he joins us now on ESPN 106.3. Uh, Dr. Ross, good to talk to you. And I want to talk Russell Wilson. And there's a lot of discussion about Russell Wilson and how he's just, well, flat out bad at playing the quarterback position now. But Russell Wilson also so revealing that, hey, uh, last weekend I injured my lat, and it turns out he has a partially torn lat. Uh, when it comes to this type of injury, what's the severity we're talking about? He's trying to play on Sunday, but it's still up in the air. I'm not sure the Broncos actually even want him to play at this point. But what are we talking about when we when we hear torn lat and then a partially torn lat? Yeah, hey, Ken, great to talk to you again. Um, This is a very interesting injury. Um, It's something that probably previously was undiagnosed um, and is starting to be more commonly diagnosed because uh, we're a little bit more aware of the injury and have uh, better ways to recognize it. But um, uh, the latissimus dorsi, or the lat, is a muscle that starts off kind of in your low back and on your rib cage and comes up and inserts underneath your armpit and on your arm. Um, And really what it's important for is in the throwing motion, especially in high-level athletes and high-velocity throwing athletes such as a baseball pitcher, it really helps in that last, last portion of your throwing motion, the acceleration component. And you can be throwing so hard that it just literally avulses or partially tears off of your humerus bone. Uh, this injury is something I'm actually fairly familiar with. A couple of years ago, actually, right at the onset of the pandemic, just doing sprints, I hurt my lat. And it was one of the most uncomfortable injuries <laughs> I've ever had. I couldn't move. I don't know why Stone's laughing. I don't know why Jeanette's laughing. What's so <laughs> funny about me doing sprints and hurting myself? Well, Dr. Ross, I guess I'll follow that up with how hard is it to hurt your lat while sprinting? Not only, <laughs> yeah, like, we just seeing you go five miles per hour. Dr. Ross, is it possible to hurt your lats while sprinting? 
I mean, if you're really getting after it and your arms, <laughs> and are, swinging, was, your arms are swinging ear to hip pocket, then maybe, maybe that forcefully extension will do it. Dr. Yeah. Ross, that just has Hell to do yeah. with not stretching, though. You mean getting after it? You it should have be. just stretched out your chest, your arms your, a little bit. It's just simple stuff, video? Ken. It doesn't change the fact that it still happened. Is there, video? Is there video of you full just speed sprinting and stopping and, and then, you grabbed to hold your, your shoulder chest area like, like you're rubbing around? Why would I hold my chest area? That's not where your lat is, Just dummy. underneath. It, yeah, you just gripping your chest a little bit and you're grabbing But this was more armpit. in my back. This was more in my back region and it hurt. And so anytime <laughs> I would move or try to move to my right because I had this injury, it really hurt and it took me like a month to be able to run again, period. You're, That's my point. You're a new life alert commercial. That's exactly what you sound like. So anyways, if it took me four weeks to come back from my lat injury, and no, I'm not an elite athlete and Jeanette and Stone can laugh all they want at me, how is Russell Wilson still able to throw footballs and, and move and have a chance at playing Sunday. Is there a chance I tore, like I, I ended up tearing my lat completely? No, you, you, if it was more pain in your back, it was probably more of the muscle component. Okay. You know, most of these throwers, it like Stone said, you grab, like when they injure it, it's pretty classic because they grab up underneath their armpit, almost like they're grabbing their chest where, where someone would tear their pec because they're in very similar locations. Um, and that's usually what happens. You get either a full tear or a partial tear. In this case, the vast majority are partial tears, and they don't need surgery. Um, but I don't know, man. They take they can take six weeks, so I, I don't think he's playing this weekend. Interesting. Uh, and and so, fine. Stone, you were right about where the majority of the lat injuries end up uh, manifesting themselves. He, he but, was only a D1 athlete. No, that's fine. But because because my muscles are so prominent in my back, that's why that probably happened. Now, there that's also, lat. that could yeah. be very true. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> when they're back. so prominent, they just open themselves up for injury. <laughs> Dr. James Ross with us here, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, talking about the latest injuries as he always does here on Ken LeVick Alive. So, Russell Wilson, with this partially torn lat, you don't think he's going to play? And you mentioned the recovery time. Uh, why does an injury like one to the lat linger so long compared to maybe an injury somewhere else where there's some immediate pain, but then you do have a chance four or five days later of getting out there? Well, I think it depends on where the location is. So, these partial tears are usually the tendon partially stripping off of the bone. And the concern is that if you go back too early when it's not 100%, there's still possibility that maybe it turns into a full tear. Now, I assume he's probably getting an injection. He's Mm -hmm. probably getting some of these plasma or PRP injections like we talked about before for various other muscle tendon injuries like uh, the hamstrings and things. But, you know, I think in order to throw at the velocity that these guys need to throw at, they need to be 100%. And I don't foresee that happening for at least a couple weeks. Dr. Ross, excellent insight, as always. Really appreciate it. And going back to our conversation last week about Byron Jones and uh, his his Achilles, there is still no movement whatsoever, hasn't practiced, hasn't started his 21-day clock to get back on the field. So everything you discussed, I think, was eye-opening to a lot of Dolphins fans that there's a chance that with that tricky Achilles injury, we might not see a single the absolute vision of Byron Jones on the field during a game this season. Really good information. Dr. Ross, we'll see you tomorrow when we go to El Paso for FAU, okay? All right, Tex-Mex this time. Tex-Mex, right? baby, hey. let's go. Hey, uh, Dr. Ross, I will give you the full itinerary. We're going to make it happen. <laughs> All righty, we'll see you tomorrow, Ken. Love it. Dr. James Ross, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. 
And uh, if you have joint or ankle pain, yeah, you know where to go. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptishealth.net slash ortho. Just thinking about Jeanette saying, how are you running like the Terminator? I hate you guys so much. I absolutely hate and love both of you guys at the same time. Feelings mutual, don't worry, baby. (laughs) But before we go to break... I can't tell you how in love I am with these Dr. Ross segments. Like, you don't know about Russell Wilson's injury. No. But now you show up to work and you're like, hey, I think Russ is going to be out six to eight weeks. And you know every scientific <laughs> know. reason and stuff. Because all we do is false claim on this stuff. Oh, whenever he comes back. No. Yeah. Now you know when the hell Russell Wilson's well, coming back because you know what injury he has. Especially when you hear Russell Wilson say the following yesterday. This is uh, Russ can't help himself, Jeanette. He can't help himself. Every day he wakes up and he says, How can I be most dangerous, Mr. Unlimited? And what new corny thing can I say today? This is Russell Wilson yesterday discussing how he'd possibly be able to play Sunday with a partially torn lat. Doing better every day, uh, you know, day by day. Obviously, it happened Monday night, but um, it's getting, it's, it, I, I heal quick. I don't know if it's Wolverine blood or what, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Wolverine, Wolverine blood. blood. Let's hear it one more time. Russell Wilson making a jokey joke, saying he has Wolverine blood. Doing better every day, uh, you know, day by day. Obviously, it happened Monday night, but um, it's getting, it's, it, I, I heal quick. I don't know if it's Wolverine blood or what, but. Uh, <laughs> and as the show geek. Can I just say Wolverine, Wolverine dies? Did anybody watch Logan? Yeah, but he heals really fast. That's Deadpool. Okay. Thank you. Spider-Man? The Incredible Hulk? <laughs> I'm thinking, but you know, I'm not really uh, educated in the Wolverine or superhero Black uh, Panther? realm. I'm just going to start naming superheroes. I don't know. Bleep about bleep. Yeah. Thanos heals really well. Um, Wonder Woman? Yeah, so well, she's indestructible. Yeah. Our own Wonder, uh, Wonder Woman, Jeanette Javier. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. She, when we come back, is wrapping a verse. Tonelli's hot in here is mm. part of her NFL bet payoff to Theo Dorsey, who is going to get in here and be a part of it until he goes to get a massage. And no. I'm not joking about that. No. It's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Alive on ESPN 106.3. Stop whatever you're doing. Call your family. Call your loved ones. Say, tune in to ESPN 106.3 post-haste. Because Jeanette Hoppier is about to pay off another losing NFL bet. And this time, she's rapping. Mm-hmm. A little Nelly mm-hmm. and a little Jeanette collaboration, as one does. Yes. And this is a bet being paid off to Theo Dorsey of WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. And he joins us here on Ken LeVick Alive, about to get a massage after an arduous day off yesterday that had him on the bright line to the buzzer beater train going down to the Heat and the Bulls. Now... 
to work off all the stress he acquired during that evening. He's going to go get a massage now. Theo, you're living the life, man. You know, it, it pays to be a big-time local TV and radio star, man. I mean, I can't complain, but I can complain about the Miami Heat offense. Mm. You know, that was that was rough. And the defense. The defense was equally as crappy as Kyle Lowry and Bam Adebayo were. Um, so I, I need to ask you about your Brightline experience. How was that? Because you looked happy, and I'm not going to lie, on the way down you looked not like totally, but a little lit up. And I really, it brought a smile to my face. Well, I know that you like to go with the Pinot. Yeah. Um, I decided to go with the, they had an Oktoberfest, the Sam Adams. Um, oh, that's a good one. On the, uh, that's a good one. Yeah. So I had my fair share of those plus Stella's. And uh, I don't know if I'm talking too loud here because it's very zen. So hopefully I don't get kicked out. But no, it was a, it was a good time, though. It was a great time. <laughs> uh, so again, GoBrightline.com, the free Brightline app. Be like Theo. Take the buzzer beater train. Get those premium seats. Get your drink on at the station. Drink while you're on the train. Go to see the heat. Hopefully play better offense and better defense and pick up a dub before getting back on one of three buzzer beater trains after the game. That's GoBrightline.com and the free Brightline app. All right, Jeanette, are you ready? Now? Yeah. Uh, can you tell Theo what I'm holding? All now? right, Theo, so you know, um, uh, because Jeanette's petty, she is paying off a I don't want to know. The nope, chi- nope, a couple of weeks know. ago, <laughs> the Chiefs beat the Buccaneers, which leads us to today where Jeanette's paying off this bet to Theo, but she is holding a Super Bowl, What I don't, I'm not good with Roman numerals, what Super Bowl was that, 54? It's 54. Oh, yeah, Super it Bowl 54 <laughs> uh, when the Bucs beat the Chiefs, so she's being petty towards you. Uh, she's also wearing a Houston Astros hat as Because well. of the win from last night. They beat the Yankees, and I want a ring. So let's go, Astros. And so Theo's behind that. I appreciate that. that. Yeah, Theo's yeah I appreciate that. that. We're, we're on the same team there. So this bet, if Jeanette were to lose it, was to wrap a verse of Nellie's Hot in here. And so this is what's about to happen. So Stone, if you could, <laughs> please hit the music. Are we doing the intro too? Yep, of course. Shh. <laughs> Quiet. There you go. Crank that up. There we go. Uh. There you go. <laughs> Stop laughing, and Theo. And a little bit of... Yeah. a little bit of... Just a little bit of... Mm-mm, and a little bit of... Mm-mm. Sounds good so far. Just a little bit of... Mm-mm, Here we go. And a little bit of... Mm-mm. I was like, good gracious, ass is bodacious, flirtatious, trying to show faces, looking for the right time to shoot my cheek. You know, looking for the okay. right time to flash them keys. That I'm, I'm leaving, police are leaving. Oh, me and the rest of my heathens. Check it, got it locked at the top of the four seasons. Penthouse, rooftop, birds I'm feeding. No deceiving, nothing up my sleeving. No teasing. I need you to get up, up on the dance floor. Give uh-huh. that man what he asking for. Cause I feel like busting loose and I feel like touching you. Uh, uh, and can't nobody stop the truth. So, baby, tell you what's the use. I hey. has been paid off. Well done, Jeanette. Thank that you. was absolutely wow. fantastic. Well done, wow. Theo. Theo, your thoughts on the bet repayment? Was it everything you thought it would be? 
that was worth it. That might have been worth more than the one win that the Chiefs got because we'll get a lot more. The Bucks needed it more, but that was well worth it. Jeanette, that was fire. Thank you. Appreciate that it. That was really, really, really good. Uh, Theo, just set the scene for us. Where are you at right now to get this <laughs> massage? Are you uh, are you in like a strip mall in Jupiter or are you I, at like a fancy place? Where are you at right now? The funny thing is I am, but this is a reputable, um, you know, spot. I don't want to say too much, you know, uh-huh. like that you know, right now. But, yeah, you got it right the first time. And um, this was set up by my fiance Ashley, though, so this was definitely vetted. So don't worry. Wow. Theo, see if we can try to do business with them. Ken Levick Alive. Yeah. Whatever massage parlor you're yeah. in. Well, the stairs that I'm, I'm getting, is I'm talking loud in the waiting room. I don't know if they're going to want to partner with this show. Did, I'll, did, I'll did you have your speakerphone? Yeah, can, can we talk to them real quick? Just to apologize? Um, yeah, yeah, do it, do it, do it, do it. There's no way. I guess I'll do it. I'll put y'all on speaker right quick. We're yeah. live on the radio, everybody. Uh, Hola! Hey, I wanted to apologize for distracting your relaxation experience. Um, mm-hmm. I hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy your massages and your therapies, okay? On behalf of Ken Levick Alive, I apologize. And listen to us on ESPN 106.3 every day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye! <laughs> They said thanks. Peace out, y'all. Awesome. Later, buddy. <laughs> All right. Well, it's a Thursday. It feels like a Friday. We are officially off the rails. So you know what? Let's take a break. Let's go to hour two, and let's debut the new segment that's about to sweep the nation. If you thought Jeanette rapping was good, just wait until you catch what we have coming back. You're not going to want to miss this. It's our newest sports betting segment. Ooh, this could get us kicked off the air. That's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Time to get into another weekend of NFL football. The Bills and Chiefs, they're good. The Eagles, they're pretty good. Is anybody else good? Stone the Banowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 106.3. I think if we predicted today what the Super Bowl is going to be, almost everybody would have two guesses. Eagles-Bills, Eagles-Chiefs. And that's it. I don't know who's good after the Eagles and the NFC, and I don't know who's good after the Bills and Chiefs in the AFC. We're going to try and dig into that. A Thursday edition of Ken Levick Alive here on ESPN 106.3 free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. And a John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the rainy yet comfortable Intracoastal. Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights. He is the radio life partner, and he runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. She is rushed, she is hangry, she is stressed, and she is giving me dirty looks. And we are 1 minute and 45 uh, seconds into the show. It is the Dominican Queen, Jeanette Javier. Who says any of this weather is comfortable? It's cold, it's rainy, and I'm not in London. It's only when you're in London when this stuff is tolerable. Yesterday was cold. Today yes. is comfortable. No, today was cold. I walked my dog at 5 o'clock in oh, the morning. Oh, well, that's different. It's different. And it was miserable. I had to go back inside and get a jacket 
But but now it's good. And I would, I was, give me two minutes to enjoy this yogurt, and I have a salad in my lunch bag, and I'll be okay. Uh, yesterday when I walked out of the office, because we did the show 3 to 5 yesterday, our special heat edition, uh, heat season opening edition of Ken LaVica Live, presented by Brightline. Uh, the Brightline was good last night. The heat defense, not good. Kyle Lowry, not good. Everything Evan just said right before us, not wrong. DeMar DeRozan was the train. Yeah, he was pretty good. He was good. Not only that, but the Heat can never figure out what, what to do with Vucevic. Even when Vuce played with the Orlando uh-huh. Magic. Yeah, no, Vucevic is an absolute Heat killer all I'm the time. Sur- I'm surprised they still put Bam yeah. against him. No, I know. I think that Jay Will came on and manifested Bam having one of the worst nights he yeah. could have imagined. Thanks, Jay Will. Thanks Appreciate a lot, that. man. Appreciate that. I'm excited for Liv, whichever yeah. you know, comes through. <laughs> It'll be a good trade-off. Bam um, ain't coming. Sorry, eating yogurt. So, um, what I was saying, though, yesterday is I left the studio at 5.15, 5.30, around there, and it was legit cold. I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt yesterday, and I got outside, and I'm like, oh, my nipples. Like, it was really, really cold yesterday. Today, a little bit warmer, but it's cool. It's comfortable. You can still wear shorts if you want to, and you don't regret it like yesterday. You can do a t-shirt, or you could do some long pants, maybe some joggers and a t-shirt. Like, this is good. This is this is the fall weather in South Florida right now. Let's get it. It's disgusting. The well, the rain sucks. Are, the, the rain. What are you that talking sucks. about? You're acting like the rain. <laughs> I've got enough vitamin D. I don't need any more I, sun. I, I actually completely agree with Ken. Mm-hmm. Like yesterday was cold. Today yeah. is peak form sweater weather for the females, and we get to rock out with our shorts or sweatpants. Yeah, uh, and also good nap weather. Oh, great. This great, is great, would, great. great yeah. nap weather. I love you guys, but I kind of would rather be reading my House of the Dragons book right now on my couch. Cuddling my dog. Don't forget, because she's reading Game of Thrones, her vocabulary is bleeping on point. It's, on one. It's an on, on one. It's on one. It's on one. Yeah. Uh, that was revealed yesterday here on Ken Levicka Live. So uh, we're getting into week seven of the NFL season. And don't worry. Don't worry. No Russell Wilson tonight, guys. Thank you. Instead, you have Kyler Murray and Andy Dalton. Slash Taysom Hill. Slash Taysom Hill, which makes it even worse. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of would rather have that right now. Yeah. I was trying to avoid it, but Stone's right. We're going to see that equation as well here tonight. Uh, and and I was uh, like, fine. I'm going to watch it. Everything's good. And we're going to move on. Now, we know that the Bills and Chiefs are awesome. We had the Titanic battle of the century of the week of the season last week when it was the Chiefs and the Bills and the Bills win late because Josh Allen is a mutant and there's nobody like him in the game of professional football right now. They finally avenge and they slay the beast, Kansas City at Arrowhead. Then we retreated to what was largely billed as the battle of the top two in the NFC. You had the Eagles and you had the Cowboys. And the Eagles end up doing what the Eagles do. A very efficient offense. Jalen Hurts makes some plays. They run the hell out of the ball, and they play some pretty solid defense. That's been the success of Nick Sirianni. That's been the success of the Eagles. That's the reason why they're the lone undefeated remaining in the NFL. But what about after that? What about after that? And I refer you to Bill Barnwell Bill Barnwell, who does great work with ESPN. Bill Barnwell, who I think Stone, pound for pound, he's probably the best, most informative writer that ESPN has. No? I, 
I, I, I think so because what happens is you see somebody's name on social media that posted an article or had a take and you immediately go, oh, or you like them and you go, oh, I'm excited to see what this guy has to say. But when you see Bill Barnwell, you go, oh, I got to read this because yeah. you do most of the time trust it. So, yeah, I agree with you. So he asked and he wrote a full feature, ESPN Plus, headlined third best NFL team in AFC, nine candidates and their strengths and weaknesses. Now, let's not forget that the NFC, it's a little more cut and dry where you have the Eagles and then it's going to be a debate. Everybody else who at least looks competent. Ryan Clark earlier in the week on Get Up on ESPN, uh, he was talking about the Eagles and he was, Jeanette, pretty, pretty, pretty set in stone that the Eagles were going to the Super Bowl. In your mind, and I know you're a Bucks fan and it drives you crazy, but in your mind, is there anybody who's even in the same stratosphere as the Eagles right now in the NFC? I think the Eagles are just super hyped right now. Typical Philadelphia fans. Sure, being undefeated is great, but who have they really played as a contender? It's hmm, a good question, actually. So you're looking at the you're looking at the the resume right now yeah. of the Philadelphia Eagles. All right. Well, let's look at said resume here. Shall we? Started the year with the win over the Lions. All right, you're right there. Cool. They beat the Vikings 24-7 pretty soundly. Cool. Minnesota is 5-1. and one. Minnesota's a really good team. As uh, it stands I think right they're now. good. I don't know if they're really Not good. really good. They're good. They're Stone good. likes mediocrity, though. That's a hard word. Well, that's true. Mediocrity is Stone's forte, exactly. if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the Commanders. All right, fine. Oh, do. Jacksonville. Do. Arizona. Five. And then Dallas. So, I mean... Dallas with their third QB. Jeanette, uh, uh, second QB. Second, sorry. But but the point remains, Jeanette, you're actually not wrong. Thank you. When you look at the resume, it's definitely not what maybe the Bills have had to navigate. It's not what the Dolphins have had to navigate. But Ryan Clark, pretty confident already after six weeks of football, and this is what he had to say on Get Up. RC, what statement was made last night? The statement is that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. Like, we might as well be done with it. When you look at this team and what they've accomplished throughout this season, you say, okay, no, they haven't played a great defense, or it's not about they haven't seen Doomsday. Well, they saw Doomsday last night. And what we saw was Nick Sirianni, who I remember watching in the first press conference that was supposed to be reading a script, <laughs> couldn't read the script, couldn't play off of the script, had no adjustment to the script. I was like, well, this guy can't coach. He can't even adjust his speech when he gets a job that he's been waiting for his entire life. How is he going to perform on that job he's been waiting for his entire life? He showed you last night. Last night, that plan was was as college and as Jalen Hurts as the offensive plan could possibly be. Yeah. And on the other side of that, and Dan, to get to this, it also affected the Dallas Cowboys' best player. Yeah. And when they needed to make plays in the second half, which they haven't had to do throughout this season, which we didn't see them do against the Arizona Cardinals, Nick Sirianni remembered who they were. Mm. We're physical, we're going to run it, and we have a dude that we can throw it to on the outside that is Ooh. hard as hell to get on the ground. And his name is A.J. Brown. So, I mean, Jeanette, as as you can see, Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark's impressed with the Eagles, but Jeanette's not, so don't worry. No. Don't worry, rest of NFC, if you're fans of teams other than the Eagles. Jeanette says, eh, I'm not into the Eagles. Enough said. Take solace in that, folks. I'm not sold. Congratulations. You got a couple good wins, but... Do they mean anything? The best wins are the Vikings and the Cowboys. The Vikings have Kirk Cousins. The Cowboys you... had Cooper Rush. Okay. Yeah, it. and so I think I think that there you can at least make the case. If Jeanette was going to say, hey, this is still wide open, 
What Jeanette just mentioned, the resume, that's the argument right there. Uh, we we talk about resume. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to Excuse get you. my thought going, but uh, I heard the noise. You know, when we talk about resume, <laughs> I still think anybody besides the Bills and Chiefs, Philadelphia would be favored over in the NFL right now. So I think regardless of the resume, so, I do still think they hold They're weight. top three in the NFL, like regardless. Regardless. Okay. So let's get to the AFC because Bill Barnwell, again, the nine candidate strengths and weaknesses that he has laid out as to who is number three in the AFC. And he has the Ravens, and he writes right off the bat, on a play-by-play basis, the Ravens likely have the best quantitative case for being the AFC's number three. Taking a deep dive into metrics, the Ravens are the number three team in the AFC. That said, this is the same Ravens team that can't hold a lead in the fourth quarter. This is the same Ravens team that after the third quarter completely disappears in games, and this is the same 500 Baltimore Ravens team. Then he has the Jets at 4-2. and two. The Jets at 4-2 and two who beat Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau. That forced me on Monday, Jeanette, to admit, maybe just maybe the Jets are good. How does it hurt to not say the Miami Dolphins organization in that spot? Well, they're they're one of the nine, but they're trending downwards while the Jets are ahead of them in the standings and doing nothing but trending upwards with getting zero quarterback play. Just wanted to point that out for you guys. That's the thing about the Jets is they're getting no quarterback play. Hmm. Now, right behind the Jets are the Dolphins. And this is what Bill Barnwell writes. The case is simple for the Dolphins. They started the season with Tua, and in games he finished, they're 3-0. and With Teddy Bridgewater and Skylar Thompson forced to finish games because of injuries to each of Miami's three passers, they're 0-3. That pretty much sums up the Dolphins. Not to mention, though, the three Tua kills are elite level. Yep. Mm-hmm. Beating the Patriots. The Bills. Beating the Ravens and beating the Bills. The only team to have done that, two of the only quarterback to have done that, and Tua comes back Sunday night against the Steelers. So there's your case for the Dolphins right there, is that their diminished product is problematic, but their whatever revised healthy product is should be good enough. That said, there are so many injuries, you wonder if they can get back to a true, productive, healthy state at some point. I don't know. Like, Stone, we are not, you and I have already said we don't think we're going to see Byron Jones at all the rest of the year. That secondary is going to run into some major issues, potentially. Correct, and it's getting foggier and foggier. I, I don't think that people who don't watch the Dolphins regularly know how big of a loss the corner Nick Needham is. Him being out of the lineup now, that's a huge Because you're having to rely on Igbo. For sure. So when you get into some of these matchups with guys who can skate on the outside, yeah, it's going to be more and more of a problem regardless of who's behind center. So those first three, who's the number three team behind the Bills and Chiefs in the AFC? You had the Ravens, you had the Jets, you had the Dolphins. Bill Barnwell then goes on to uh, diagram the Titans, describe why the Bengals are in this discussion. Moving down the list, you've got the Chargers, that are on a bit of a winning streak right now, and then the Patriots, the Colts, and the Jaguars. Those are your remaining nine teams that could vie for number three in the AFC behind the Bills and Chiefs. So I'm wondering, who is number two behind the Eagles in the NFC, and who's number three behind the Bills and Chiefs in the AFC? 
because it could be a vast array of different options. And that's why this is one of the more wild NFL seasons because it's so top-heavy. And then after you get through the top three teams in the league, the top two in the AFC and the top team in the NFC, I don't know. Who's number three behind Bill's Chiefs AFC? Who's number two behind the Eagles in the NFC? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And again, tweeted us at KLV1063. Who's your number three in the AFC behind the Bills and the Chiefs? Who's your number two behind the Eagles in the NFC. I don't think it's the Ravens in the AFC. I have a hard time believing it's the Ravens in the NFC or in the AFC because I don't trust that defense. And I don't trust that defense late in games. Even when they were healthy, it was not so solid. They got hurt. They're getting healthier again. But they can't execute. They haven't been executing late in games. I don't trust the Ravens. Dare I say, and I know I'm going to regret this, the Chargers are the third best team. And it, well done. It goes against everything I believe in as the president, Jeanette, of the Tuatunga Vailoa Fan Club in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Going on year three, Lavica 2023. There's another election next year. Okay. So it's four-year cycles. And so mm. uh, I, I do think that the Chargers in, in AFC West, that is not nearly as good as what we thought it was going to be. Not even close to as good as what we thought it was going to be. You have the Chargers who could still come out of that division, but I think can eat against the Raiders. They can eat against the Broncos. Yeah. They've been doing that, and they they won at home, and I know it was tight, and <laughs> I know that it was ugly, but the Broncos, they just drag you into the abyss. <laughs> they, right? That's a good call. They just drag you into the world of suck, and then you can't escape, and your only hope is that you can outlast the sucktitude that the Broncos are going to drag you into. But I think it's the Chargers, and they can win in a variety of different ways, and they've still been winning without Keenan Allen. Like, that, that to me suggests... That for all of their flaws, whether it be coaching or personnel, there's enough there for them to be the number three behind the Chiefs and the Bills. I love it all, and I agree with you. I have had the Chargers written down, and I think this one's hard for me because I'm somebody who doesn't believe in kind of logic when it comes to how good a football team is. Like I, I stick to Vegas. I think who would be favored over who should be on that list, and I think if the Chargers were to play the Ravens, they would most likely be favored in that game, so I would have to put them at that three spot. But here's my thing with the Jets. The Jets play the Broncos in Denver this weekend. Here's why they're not three. How many points do you guys think the Jets are favored over the Broncos by? Mm, Two. Four and a half. See, it's just the crazy part about this. Denver Broncos and that dangerous quarterback are, are the ones favored in this game. So how dare we have <laughs> how dare we have the Jets at number three, Bill Barnwell? Like we can't even do that when the guys can't even when they're underdogs them, to to this Broncos team. That immediately right there is all we need to know. Cross them off of that list. The New York Jets do not belong. This is why like the Jets might be good and they're tough. They're tough. That defense is really good sure. and they run the hell out of the ball. But I think the line is fair. Because the I Jets have nothing. If you shut down the Jets' running game, they are nothing. 
Nothing. That's interesting. What about you, Jeanette? And then we're going to give you first dibs on the NFC uh, as well. We'll give you first dibs on the NFC because her Buccaneers are over there, and I suppose they're in the conversation <laughs> with number two behind the Eagles. But who's your number three in the AFC behind the Bills and Chiefs? Who's your number two in the NFC behind the Eagles? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Let's go to Wellington. That's where we find Luke to kick us off. I'm Ken Levick alive. Hey, Luke. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Good. So, I agree with the Chargers. I like the Chargers. I think the Jets are up there, but I think people forget about the Bengals, as bad as their offensive line is. Yeah. I think they're a team. It's very early in the season. And the Chargers historically like to start out 8-1, and 7-2, and then they blow it at the end of the year. You're right about but the But I like to backtrack. I like to backtrack Jeanette's comment about that the Eagles, and I'm not an Eagles fan, haven't won any games. <laughs> if you if you right. take away the, the losses that the Vikings and the Cowboys have, aside from the Eagles, those teams' records are nine and one. Mm-hmm. So Ooh. it's hard to it's hard to give reason behind it. I think I think Luke, where where there is the question about the resume to this point is because, and we're going to sound total Cowboys fan here because they're like, oh, Cooper Rush is good, and there should be a quarterback conversation once Dak comes back, and then as soon as he throws three picks and they lose to the Eagles, it's ah, oh, you only beat us with our backup quarterback. We're about to play that game right now. There is the backup quarterback discussion, and then I don't think there's anybody on the planet, maybe other than his immediate family, that trusts Kirk Cousins to win a huge game <laughs> right now. I, I, I just, the, the Kirk Cousins, whether it's fair or not, the reputation is that, hey, he can bring you to a good regular season record potentially in the right conditions, uh, and then you can't trust him when the stakes get super high. But I'm with you. Combine nine and one, that does sort of speak for itself, but you do have to look a little bit deeper, and I think that's Jeanette's point there, mm-hmm. is that nine and one is great, but you need to look at the intricacies of it a tad. It's the biggest wins over Kirk Cousins and Cooper Rush. Yeah, if they played the Chiefs and the Bills and maybe the Buccaneers, then I'd be more impressed mm-hmm. with that resume. But congratulations, you got a couple dubs over teams that everybody assumes is going to be an easy win. Now, the AFC here, Bills, Chiefs, we know they're one and two. Bill Barnwell laid out nine different options of teams that could be in this discussion. And again, he has the Ravens, and he has the Jets, and he has the Dolphins, and he does have the Bengals. The Bengals have just quietly been going about their business. They're 3-3. Three and three. It's not outstanding, but they're lurking. And the way the AFC is, they're definitely in this conversation. They're lurking, sure, but anytime they get put on primetime again and we get a glance at what that offensive line know, does it's on so a week-to-week basis, yeah, I mean, there's no hope that we have for these guys. If they find a team like... Dallas later on in the season, or I'm just saying the caliber of that with that defensive front, they're going to get the doors blown off of them. They literally can't hold Joe Burrow on his two feet. Chargers, Patriots, Colts, Jaguars. I'm going to go ahead and knock out the Colts and Jaguars for my personal list of who could be number three. The Colts are unwatchable. Can't believe the Colts are above 500. The Jaguars are still very much a work in progress. But Jeanette, who is your number three in the AFC? I want to go home team and say Ravens, just because Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. stand. I think we all... Want yeah. to root for a guy. But that's more rooting interest for you. Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, I want the guy to get paid. Oh, sure. A lot of money. 
But I don't think with the current circumstances, uh, the Ravens are pretty much good. I'm going to go with you and the Chargers. Okay. Going with the quarterback. Going with the guy, the young gun, Justin Herbert. Or Herbie fully loaded, baby. He's the one who, I mean, he's the one who puts them over the top in that discussion. And if you're going to use the rationale of head-to-head with the rest of the number three teams in the AFC like you did, Stone, the Chargers, I think, would be favorites over all of them. Yeah. Largely because of Justin Herbert. Vegas loves Justin Herbert. For sure, I think. Favorite, if you're going to use that. Fa- yeah, and, and that's the scale that I go by. I, I tend to bring it to the college level as well. Like when we rank teams like Kansas and James Madison in the top 25, I have a hard time respecting that because most of the teams that aren't ranked behind them would be favored over them. So that's just always kind of my standard or my template for where teams should be ranked if we're doing power rankings. Who's number three? And these aren't power rankings, by the way. <laughs> I know. We're not doing power rankings. Everybody by the loves way. power rankings. They do. It's a sickness. It's like a it's a meth addiction. It's a power rankings edition. We heat it up on a spoon and we inject it. Yes. Who's number three in the AFC behind the Bills and Chiefs? Who's number two in the NFC behind the Eagles? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on Twitter at KLV1063. Now let's get to the NFC where Jeanette has watched as her Buccaneers with Tom Brady, who continues to talk about... Where's my sign? Where is your sign? She brought in her Super Bowl sign, Chiefs and and Buccaneers. Because I have to pay off my debt to Theo. Yeah, where is that sign? Where's my sign? I'm not sure I have a certain itch that I know what happened to it, but hey, we'll we'll find it. We'll find it. Okay. Is he messing with you? Absolutely not. I don't know, but I better find my sign. Yeah. I'm still hangry. (laughs) <laughs> my, my, you know what happens then. My itch is that whoever's in the uh, the studio here from the four to six hours said that can't be hanging up here while we're doing our show, and it's not hanging up anymore. But oh, hey, we'll, that's a problem. We'll get a hold of that. We'll I hang, don't care as long we'll, as it's back. We'll put when it back. When I do my bet, when I wrap Nelly paying off my bet versus Theo because the Bucks lost to the Chiefs, better see that Super Bowl sign back on that window. It, right. But in all fairness, though. There's no way that sign was hurting anything. Why would the show that did five to seven yesterday? We'll name drop them. The home team have a problem <laughs> with that, with the the Chiefs Buccaneers Super Bowl sign that Jeanette got a couple of years ago. People have an issue with winning things. People have an issue with a lot of things. I don't understand that. All right, we're gonna find that. It actually is kind of annoying. That's actually legitimately annoying. It's fine. It's fine. It, it, it's not like Jeanette was was burning sage in here. It was a freaking Super Bowl sign. All right. Uh, anyways, excuse me. What? It was a Super Bowl sign that I got when I was in Tampa. I'm on your side. I'm not trying to fight you on this. I'm trying to find this thing. I'm thinking you're ready to fight anybody. I know. I know. Um, but you you have the Eagles, and now the number two in the NFC. I have no idea where to go with this. I want to lean towards the Cowboys, but I haven't seen them in their complete form. I've seen them defensively, but is their offense going to be able to catch up at any point? I need to see them with Dak. How good is Dak going to be? How much is that thumb going to bother him once he returns? I don't think it's the Packers. The Packers are just flat out bad right now on offense. Like, bad, bad. Uh, Almost by default. It's kind of enjoyable to watch, though, after all the drama. Yeah. With Aaron Rodgers in the offseason and losing Devontae Adams. I kind of think that karma is working for the Packers right now. Well, no, it feels great. Don't get me wrong. It is hilarious to watch them struggle like this. But then it puts you in a position where you are basically choosing between the Vikings 
and the Giants <laughs> and the Cowboys. I think it's only those three that can be in the discussion with the number two. And I don't know. I trust coaching. I trust, and it's not flashy, Ooh. but I trust that you know exactly what the Giants are going to do on a week-to-week basis, and what do they do? They still impose their will. I can't believe I'm about to do this, Uh-oh. but I think the Giants might be the number two team behind the Eagles in the NFC. Brian Dable makes a difference. Wing Martindale makes a difference. You know why I respect that from you? Because it's very optimistic. Like you're giving somebody a chance. Like you're giving the New York Giants They're their just flowers. so fundamentally sound. And they found a way, despite being so limited, to get it done. Like there is football IQ all over that roster. And I think we all feel that way, but most of us refuse to give them their shine. Or that number two spot in the NFC. God, that's hard to even fathom that we're talking about the New York Giants and the two slot in the NFC in the season of 2022. I Tough personally stuff. hate it. Tough stuff. <laughs> I, personally- I personally hate it. The expectations between the Packers and the Bucks alone. That should put him up there. Dak Prescott coming back healthy. Let's go, Cowboys. So you're going what happened? With, you're going with the Cowboys? No. Oh, okay. I and see what I did. I said, Oh, we'll give Jeanette first crack of the NFC, and then what did I do? Because I'm I'm selfish. I just went ahead and bulldozed my way into that. So I'm sorry. Now That's you, whatever. Have the floor. I just want to find my sign. The floor is yours. We'll get the sign. Don't worry. But but, but uh, I don't want to start any issues. All right. So, Jeanette, what is your number two behind uh, the Eagles in the NFC? I'm going to go with you and the Giants. Okay. I kind of like it. I'm proud of them. It's, it's about time they have their shine. Not too much. But coaching, obviously, is a, decision, is a factor here. So congrats to them. All right. So, Jeanette and I say the Giants... Stone does not agree with that at all. <laughs> I can't. I can't agree with that. If I did have to throw a number two team in there, and there are things that, that are going to make me feel better or worse about this come after Sunday, but I would go to the San Francisco 49ers. I would, I would still rock with Jimmy came G. came out of left field. And the Niners. So here, Jimmy so, G, man. So they travel to Arrowhead this weekend, and they play the Chiefs. Big time gauge game. Big time. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. That's right. He's good. Big time gauge game. Like, if they can keep this within a touchdown, then yeah, I do think they're the number two team in the NFC. I don't think there's any disputing that. If they get blown out, then we can have a discussion. Then we can start talking the Vikings. We can start talking Dallas. We can start talking the Giants. But if the Niners play well against Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes Sunday, then I think that they solidify themselves as the second threat in the NFC. Interesting. It's okay. Stone just wants to see more of Jimmy G on the TV. Don't I we got all? It. Of course. Don't we all? I mean, yeah, yeah. Jeanette stands behind that. Absolutely. <laughs> She wishes it could be literally. Uh, so it's it, it, Stone <laughs> says the 49ers are going to be a, a case having made for them to be the number two team behind the Eagles in the NFC. I'm going with the Giants. Jeanette's going with the Giants. As far as the number three team in the AFC behind the Bills and the Chiefs, I think it's the Chargers. I think it's the Chargers. Stone's going with the Chargers as well in that discussion. Jeanette, who's your number three again in the AFC? She rocked with us. Yeah, we were Chargers all so around. So we're across the board. Which I love. It's a little dangerous. Triple the Herbert. A little dangerous with the triple lockdown. But yeah. uh, High risk, high reward. That's right. Baby. <laughs> and they got the Seahawks this week, so we'll feel a little bit better about ourselves coming into the show next week. Are so, you sure? I hope. Well, no. There's no <laughs> with this show, there's no promises about feeling good about anything <laughs> no. that we do at all. I'm feeling better after eating the salad. Yeah, though. you're not hangry because anymore. It's good. I was working on it. I just want my son. Jeanette, when Hurricane <laughs> when Hurricane Ian was touching down here, mm-hmm. you know, we kicked off that show with what team is in the midst of a hurricane? Like who's about to be decimated? Who's going to have the 
you know, legs chopped out from underneath them. And we, as in Ken, Theo, and I, all simultaneously bashed and bashed the New York Giants. We said their season was over. Yeah. There's no hope for these guys. And here we are. A week or two later, saying they're the second best team in the NFC. It's tough. It's tough. The NFL is a parody at this point. Tough on this street. Tough on these streets, man. It is <laughs> tough it is. on these streets. Yo, you got to acknowledge when you're wrong. Again. Yeah. You got to say it with a little more swag. It's tough, tough on, the... on these streets. No, talk guys. About, do your Joel hey guys, Embiid. It's tough on these streets. Like Joel, yeah. No, do a Joel Embiid. <laughs> I don't know what else to do. It's tough on these streets. <laughs> Much hey, there better, you go. Yes. <laughs> Who is number two behind the Eagles in the NFC? Number three in the AFC behind the Bills and the Chiefs. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. I think financial. The community needs your help. Donate today to the I Think Community Foundation. Support their mission to improve the lives of children and families in our communities. Each year, the I Think Community Foundation hosts jingle bells at the branches where children in need come, enjoy activities, holiday treats, a special guest appearance right from the North Pole. This is awesome for families. Go to IThinkFI.org slash foundation or show support by purchasing a jingle bells icon at your nearest branch. Go to IThinkFI.org slash locations to find your branch. And speaking of, Stone and I, Monday, another shred day, we'll be at the I Think Financial in Boca for Ken Lavica Live. Who is your number two in the NFC behind the Eagles? Your number three in the AFC behind the Bills and the Chiefs. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. On Twitter, at KLV1063. We're rocking on a Thursday where Jeanette is going to pay off another one of her losing NFL bets. If I find my sign. It's hot in here. That's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the NHR and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Again, who would be the number three in the AFC? Bills, Chiefs, and then it is it is falling off a cliff. Who is number three there? And the Eagles, I honestly think almost all the options are right there in the NFC East. As who's the number two behind the Eagles? The NFL is weird, man. The NFL is super weird. And you know what's going to be weird is the Cardinals and Saints tonight on Ooh. Thursday Night Football. I don't have a single feel for that game. I don't have a single feel for it. Then, hey, let's get weird. I think it follows the tradition of all these terrible Thursday night football games, though. Did you expect a good one? Yeah, I don't know. No, it's my expectation. But I don't know if it's going to be terrible. That's the thing. I I think there's going to be points, and I think that there is going to be ball movement. But other than... uh, You literally are describing every Thursday night football game. Name one memorable one. Yeah. Exactly. The Bengals uh, Miami Dolphins game. No, that was not memorable. Super, I choose to forget that. Super memorable. I remember it vividly, actually. Because you were in pain. <laughs> but that's the reason. I choose exactly. to forget that that Thursday night game happened. <laughs> Ken Levick Alive here on ESPN 106.3. Let's talk injuries. We do it every week here on Ken Levick Alive with our good friend, Dr. James Ross, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. And uh, he joins us now on ESPN 106.3. Uh, Dr. Ross, good to talk to you. And I want to talk Russell Wilson. And there's a lot of discussion about Russell Wilson and how he's just, well, flat out bad at playing the quarterback position now. But Russell Wilson also revealing that, hey, 
uh, last weekend. I injured my lat, and it turns out he has a partially torn lat. Uh, when it comes to this type of injury, what's the severity we're talking about? He's trying to play on Sunday, but it's still up in the air. I'm not sure the Broncos actually even want him to play at this point. But what are we talking about when we when we hear torn lat and then a partially torn lat? Yeah, hey, Ken, great to talk to you again. Um, this is a very interesting injury. Um, it's something that probably previously was undiagnosed um, and is starting to be more commonly diagnosed because uh, we're a little bit more aware of the injury and have uh, better ways to recognize it. But um, uh, the latissimus dorsi, or the lat, is a muscle that starts off kind of in your low back and on your rib cage and comes up and inserts underneath your armpit and on your arm. Um, And really what it's important for is in the throwing motion, especially in high-level athletes and high-velocity throwing athletes such as a baseball pitcher, it really helps in that last, last portion of your throwing motion, the acceleration component. And you can be throwing so hard that it just literally avulses or partially tears off of your humerus bone. Uh, this injury is something I'm actually fairly familiar with. A couple of years ago, actually, right at the onset of the pandemic, just doing sprints, I hurt my lat. And it was one of the most uncomfortable injuries I've ever had. I couldn't move. I don't know why Stone's laughing. I don't know why Jeanette's laughing. What's so funny about me doing sprints and hurting myself? Well, Dr. Ross, I guess I'll follow that up with how hard is it to hurt your lat while sprinting? Not only, the, yeah, like, we just seeing you go five miles per hour. Dr. Ross, is it possible to hurt your lats while sprinting? I mean, if you're really getting after it and your arms, <laughs> and are, I swinging, was, your I was arms are swinging ear to hip pocket, then like maybe, maybe that forceful extension do- will do it. Dr. Yeah. Ross, that just has Hell to do yeah. with not stretching, though. You mean getting after it? You it should have be. just stretched out your chest, your arms your, a little bit. It's just simple stuff, video? Ken. It doesn't change the fact that it still happened. <laughs> is, there video, is there video of you full just, speed sprinting and stopping and, and you grabbed a hold your, your shoulder chest area like, like you're rubbing around? Why would I hold my chest area? That's not where your lat is, Just underneath it. Yeah, you just gripping your chest a little bit and you're grabbing. But this was more in my back. This was more in my back region and it hurt. And so anytime (laughs) I would move or try to move to my right because I had this injury, it really hurt. And it took me like a month to be able to run again, period. That's my point. You're a new life alert commercial. That's exactly what you sound like. So anyways, if it took me four weeks to come back from my lat injury, no, I'm not an elite athlete and Jeanette and Stone can laugh all they want at me. How is Russell Wilson still able to throw footballs and, and move and have a chance at playing Sunday? Is there a chance I tore, like I, I ended up tearing my lat completely? No, you, you, if it was more pain in your back, it was probably more of the muscle component. Okay. You know, most of these throwers, it like Stone said, you grab, like when they injure it, it's pretty classic because they grab up underneath their armpit, almost like they're grabbing their chest where, where someone would tear their pec because they're in very similar locations. Um, and that's usually what happens. You get either a full tear or a partial tear. In this case, the vast majority are partial tears, and they don't need surgery. Um, but 
I don't know, man. They take they can take six weeks, so I, I don't think he's playing this weekend. Interesting. Uh, and and so, fine. Stone, you were right about where the majority of the lat injuries end up uh, oh. manifesting themselves. He, he but, was only a D1 athlete. No, that's fine. But because because my muscles are so prominent in my back, that's why that probably happened. Now, there that's with my also, lat. that could yeah. be very true. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> when they're back. so prominent, they just open themselves up for injury. <laughs> Dr. James Ross with us here, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, talking about the late latest injuries as he always does here on Ken Levick Alive. So Russell Wilson with this partially torn lat, you don't think he's going to play. And you mentioned the recovery time. Uh, why does an injury like one to the lat linger so long compared to maybe an injury somewhere else where there's some immediate pain, but then you do have a chance four or five days later of getting out there? Well, I think it depends on where the location is. So it, these partial tears are usually the tendon partially stripping off of the bone. And the concern is that if you go back too early when it's not 100%, there's still possibility that maybe it turns into a full tear. Now, I assume he's probably getting an injection. He's Mm -hmm. probably getting some of these plasma or PRP injections like we talked about before for various other muscle tendon injuries like uh, the hamstrings and things. But, you know, I think in order to throw at the velocity that these guys need to throw at, they need to be 100%. And I don't foresee that happening for at least a couple weeks. Dr. Ross, excellent insight, as always. Really appreciate it. And going back to our conversation last week about Byron Jones and uh, his his Achilles, there is still no movement whatsoever, hasn't practiced, hasn't started his 21-day clock to get back on the field. So everything you discussed, I think, was eye-opening to a lot of Dolphins fans that there's a chance that with that tricky Achilles injury, we might not see a single the absolute vision of Byron Jones on the field during a game this season. Really good information. Dr. Ross, we'll see you tomorrow when we go to El Paso for FAU, okay? All right, Tex-Mex this time. Tex-Mex, baby, let's go. uh, Dr. Ross, I will give you the full itinerary. We're going to make it happen. (laughs) All righty, we'll see you tomorrow, Ken. Love it. Dr. James Ross, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. And uh, if you have joint or ankle pain, Yeah, you know where to go. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Just thinking about Jeanette saying, how are you running like the Terminator? I hate you guys so much. I absolutely hate and love both of you guys at the same time. Feelings mutual, don't worry, baby. (laughs) But before we go to break, I can't tell you how in love I am with these Dr. Ross segments. Like, you don't know about Russell Wilson's injury. No. But now you show up to work and you're like, hey, I think Russ is going to be out six to eight weeks. And you know every scientific (laughs) reason and stuff because all we do is false claim on this stuff. Oh, whenever he comes back. No. Now you know when the hell Russell Wilson's coming back because you know what injury he has. Especially when you hear Russell Wilson say the following yesterday. This is – Russ can't help himself, Jeanette. He can't help himself. Every day he wakes up and he says, how can I be most dangerous, Mr. Unlimited? And what new corny thing can I say today? This is Russell Wilson yesterday discussing how he'd possibly be able to play Sunday with a partially torn lat.
Feeling better every day, uh, you know, day by day. Obviously, it happened Monday night, but um, it's getting, it's, it's, I, I heal quick. I don't know if it's Wolverine blood or what, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Wolverine blood. Wolverine blood. Let's hear it one more time. Russell Wilson making a jokey joke, saying he has Wolverine blood. Feeling better every day, uh, you know, day by day. Obviously, it happened Monday night, but um, it's getting, it's, it's, I, I heal quick. I don't know if it's Wolverine blood or what, but. Uh, <laughs> and as the show geek. Can I just say Wolverine, <laughs> Wolverine dies? Did anybody watch Logan? Yeah, but he heals really fast. That's Deadpool. Okay. Thank you. Spider-Man? <laughs> the Incredible Hulk? You know, I'm thinking, but you know, I'm not really uh, uh, educated in the Wolverine or superhero Black uh, Panther? Realm. I'm just going to start naming superheroes. I don't know. Bleep about bleep. Yeah. Thanos heals really well. Um, Wonder Woman? Yeah, so well, she's indestructible. Yeah. Our own Wonder Woman, Jeanette Javier. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. She, when we come back, is wrapping a verse. Tonelli's hot in here as mm. part of her NFL bet payoff to Theo Dorsey, who is going to get in here and be a part of it until he goes to get a massage. And no. I'm not joking about that. No. It's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Stop whatever you're doing. Call your family. Call your loved ones. Say, tune in to ESPN 106.3 post-haste. Because Jeanette Hoppier is about to pay off another losing NFL bet. And this time, she's rapping. Mm-hmm. A little Nelly mm-hmm. and a little Jeanette collaboration, as one does. Yes. And this is a bet being paid off to Theo Dorsey of WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. And Big he joins Teddy. us here <laughs> on Ken Levick Alive. About to get a massage after an arduous day off yesterday that had him on the bright line to the buzzer beater train going down to the Heat and the Bulls. Now... To work off all the stress he acquired during that evening, he's going to go get a massage now. Theo, you're living the life, man. You know, it, it pays to be a big-time local TV <laughs> and radio star, man. I mean, I can't complain, but I can complain about the Miami Heat offense. Mm. Uh, that, was, that was rough. And the defense. The defense was equally as crappy as Kyle Lowry and Bam Adebayo were. Um, so... I, I need to ask you about your Brightline experience. How was that? Because you looked happy, and I'm not going to lie, on the way down you looked, not like totally, but a little lit up. And I really, it brought a smile to my face. Well, I know that you like to go with the Pinot. Yeah. Um, I decided to go with the, they had an Oktoberfest with Sam Adams. Um, oh, that's a good one. On the, uh, that's a good one. Yeah. So I had my fair share of those plus Stella's, and uh, I don't know if I'm talking too loud here because it's very zen. So hopefully I don't get kicked out. But no, it was a, it was a good time, dog. It was a great time. <laughs> uh, so again, gobrightline.com, the free Brightline app. Be like Theo. Take the buzzer beater train. Get those premium seats. Get your drink on at the station. Drink while you're on the train. Go to see the Heat. Hopefully play better offense and better defense and pick up a dub before getting back on one of three buzzer beater trains after the game. That's gobrightline.com and the free Brightline app. All right, Jeanette, are you ready? 
now? Yeah. Uh, can you tell Theo what I'm holding? All right, Theo, so you know, um, uh, because Jeanette's petty, she is paying off a bet. I don't want to know. The no, chi- no, a couple of weeks know. ago, the Chiefs <laughs> beat the Buccaneers, which leads us to today where Jeanette's paying off this bet to Theo. But she is holding a Super Bowl. What I don't, I'm not good with Roman numerals. What Super Bowl was that? 54? It's 54. Oh, yeah. Super it Bowl 54 <laughs> uh, when the Bucs beat the Chiefs. So she's being petty towards you. Uh, she's also wearing a Houston Astros hat as Because well. of the win from last night. They beat the Yankees, and I want a ring. So let's go, Astros. And so Theo's behind that. I appreciate that. that. Yeah, Theo's Yeah, I appreciate that. that. We're, we're on the same team there. So this bet, if Jeanette were to lose it, was to wrap a verse of Nellie's hot in here. And so this is what's about to happen. So Stone, if you could, <laughs> please hit the music. Are we doing the intro too? Yep, of course. Shh. <laughs> Quiet. There you go. Crank that up. There we go. Uh. There you go. <laughs> Stop laughing, Theo. Just a little bit and a little bit Sounds good so far. Just a little bit Here we go. And a little bit I was like, good gracious, ass is bodacious, flirtatious, trying to show faces, looking for the right time to shoot my cheek. You know, looking for the okay. right time to flash and keep <laughs> that I'm, I'm leaving. Please believe in. Oh, me and the rest of my heathens. Check it, got it locked at the top of the four seasons. Penthouse, rooftops, birds I'm feeding. No deceiving, nothing up my sleeving. No teasing. I need you to get up, up on the dance floor. Give uh-huh. that man what he asking for. Stop <laughs> feel like busting loose and I feel like touching you. Uh, uh, and can't nobody stop the truth. So, baby, tell you what's the use. I hey! Has been paid off. Well done, Jeanette. Thank that you. was absolutely wow. fantastic. Well done, wow. Theo. Theo, your thoughts on the bet repayment? That, was it everything you thought it would be? That was worth it. That might have been worth more than the one win that the Chiefs got because we'll get a lot more. The Bucks needed it more, but that was well worth it. Jeanette, that was fire. Thank you. Appreciate it. That, that was really, really, really good. Uh, Theo, just set the scene for us. Where are you at right now to get this <laughs> massage? Are you uh, are you in like a strip mall in Jupiter, or are you at like a fancy place? Where are you at right now? The funny thing is, I am, but this is a reputable, um, you know, spot. I don't want to say too much, you know, uh-huh. like that right now. But yeah, you got it right the first time, and um, this was set up by my fiance Ashley, though, so this was definitely vetted. So don't worry. Wow, Theo, see if we can try to do business with them. Can Levick alive? Yeah, whatever massage parlor you're yeah. in. Well, the stairs that I'm, I'm getting, is, I'm talking loud in the waiting room. I don't know if they're going to want to partner with this show. Did, I'll, they, I'll did you have me on speakerphone? Yeah, can you, can we talk to them real quick? Just to apologize? Um, yeah, yeah, do it, do it, do it, do it. There's no way. I guess I'll do it. I'll put y'all on speaker right quick. We're yeah. live on the radio, everybody. Uh, Hola! Hey, I wanted to apologize for distracting your relaxation experience. Um, mm-hmm. I hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy your massages and your therapies, okay? On behalf of Ken Levick Alive, I apologize. And listen to us on ESPN 106.3 every day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye! <laughs> They said thanks. Peace out, y'all. Awesome. Later, buddy. (laughs) All right. Well, 
It's a Thursday. It feels like a Friday. We are officially off the rails. So you know what? Let's take a break. Let's go to hour two and let's debut the new segment that's about to sweep the nation. If you thought Jeanette rapping was good, just wait until you catch what we have coming back. You're not going to want to miss this. It's our newest sports betting segment. Ooh, this could get us kicked off the air. That's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Great. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Again, who would be the number three in the AFC? Bills, Chiefs, and then it is, it is falling off a cliff. Who is number three there? And the Eagles... I honestly think almost all the options are right there in the NFC East. As who's the number two behind the Eagles? The NFL is weird, man. The NFL is super weird. And you know what's going to be weird is the Cardinals and Saints tonight on Thursday Night Football. I don't have a single feel for that game. I don't have a single feel for it. Then, hey, let's get weird. I think it follows the tradition of all these terrible Thursday Night Football games, though. Did you expect a good one? Yeah, I don't know. No, it's my expectation. But I don't know if it's going to be terrible. That's the thing. I I think there's going to be points, and I think that there is going to be ball movement. But other than... uh, You literally are describing every Thursday night football game. Name one memorable one. Yeah. Exactly. The Bengals uh, Miami Dolphins game. No, that was not memorable. I choose to forget that. Super memorable. I remember it vividly, actually. Because you were in pain. (laughs) <laughs> but that's the reason. I choose to exactly. forget that that Thursday night game happened. <laughs> Ken LeVick Alive here on ESPN 106.3. Let's talk injuries. We do it every week here on Ken LeVick Alive with our good friend, Dr. James Ross, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. And uh, he joins us now on ESPN 106.3. Uh, Dr. Ross, good to talk to you. And I want to talk Russell Wilson. And there's a lot of discussion about Russell Wilson and how he's just, well, flat out bad at playing the quarterback position now. But Russell Wilson also revealing that, hey, uh, last weekend I injured my lat. And it turns out he has a partially torn lat. Uh, When it comes to this type of injury, what's the severity we're talking about? He's trying to play on Sunday, but it's still up in the air. I'm not sure the Broncos actually even want him to play at this point. But what are we talking about when we we hear torn lat and then a partially torn lat? Yeah, hey, Ken, great to talk to you again. Um, This is a very interesting injury. Um, It's something that probably previously was undiagnosed um, and is starting to be more commonly diagnosed because uh, we're a little bit more aware of the injury and have uh, better ways to recognize it. But um, uh, the latissimus dorsi, or the lat, is a muscle that starts off kind of in your low back and on your rib cage and comes up and inserts underneath your armpit and on your arm. Um, and really what it's important for is in the throwing motion, especially in high-level athletes and high-velocity throwing athletes such as a baseball pitcher, it really helps in that last, last portion of your throwing motion, the acceleration component. And you can be throwing so hard that it just literally avulses or partially tears off of your humerus bone. Uh This injury is something I'm actually fairly familiar with. A couple of years ago, actually, right at the onset of the pandemic, just doing sprints, I hurt my lat. And it was one of the most uncomfortable 
injuries I've ever had. I couldn't move. I don't know why Stone's laughing. I don't know why Jeanette's laughing. What's so funny about me doing sprints and hurting myself? Well, Dr. Ross, I guess I'll follow that up with how hard is it to hurt your lat while sprinting? Not only, the, yeah, like, we just seeing you go five miles per hour. Dr. Ross, is board. it possible to hurt your lats while sprinting? I mean, if you're really getting after it and your arms, <laughs> and are, swinging, I was, your I arms are swinging ear to hip pocket, then like maybe, maybe that Do- forcefully extension Do- will do it. Dr. Yeah. Ross, that just has Hell to do yeah. with not stretching, though. You mean getting after it, you it should have be. just stretched out your chest, your arms, your, a little bit. It's just simple stuff, Ken. It doesn't change the fact that it still happened. <laughs> is, there video, is there video of you full just, speed sprinting and stopping and, and you grabbed a hold your, your shoulder chest area like, like you're rubbing around? Why would I hold my chest area? That's not where your lat is, Just underneath yeah, you just gripping your chest a little bit and you're grabbing. But this was your more in my back. This was more in my back region and it hurt. And so anytime <laughs> I would move or try to move to my right because I had this injury, it really hurt. And it took me like a month to be able to run again. Period. You're, That's my point. You're a new life alert commercial. That's exactly what you sound like. So, anyways, if it took me four weeks to come back from my lat injury, and no, I'm not an elite athlete, and Jeanette and Stone can laugh all they want at me. How is Russell Wilson still able to throw? Footballs and and move and have a chance at playing Sunday. Is there a chance I tore? Like I I ended up tearing my lat completely. No, you you. If it was more pain in your back, it was probably more the muscle component. Okay. And most of these throwers, it like Stone said, you grab like when they injure it, it's pretty classic because they grab up underneath their armpit, almost like they're grabbing their chest where where someone would tear their pec, because they're in very similar locations. Um. And that's usually what happens. You get either a full tear or a partial tear. In this case, the vast majority are partial tears, and they don't need surgery. Um, but I don't know, man. They take they can take six weeks, so I, I don't think he's playing this weekend. Interesting. Uh, and and so, fine. Stone, you were right about where the majority of the lat injuries end up uh, oh. manifesting themselves. He, he but, was only a D1 athlete. No, that's fine. But because, because my muscles are so prominent in my back, that's why that probably happened. Now, that's also, lat. that yeah. could yeah. be very true. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> when they're back. so prominent, they just open themselves <laughs> up for injury. Dr. James Ross with us here, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, talking about the latest injuries as he always does here on Ken Levick Alive. So Russell Wilson with this partially torn lat, you don't think he's going to play. And you mentioned the recovery time. Uh, Why does an injury like one to the lat linger so long compared to maybe an injury somewhere else where there's some immediate pain, but then you do have a chance four or five days later of getting out there? Well, I think it depends on where the location is. So these partial tears are usually the tendon partially stripping off of the bone. And the concern is that if you go back too early when it's not 100%, there's still possibility that maybe it turns into a full tear. Now, I assume he's probably getting an injection. He's mm-hmm. probably getting some of these plasma or PRP injections like we talked about before for various other muscle tendon injuries like uh, the hamstrings and things. But, you know, I think in order to throw at the velocity that the, these guys need to throw at, they need to be 100%. And I don't foresee that happening for at least a couple weeks. Dr. Ross, excellent insight, as always. Really appreciate it. And going back to our conversation last week about Byron Jones and uh, his, his Achilles, there is still no movement whatsoever, hasn't practiced, hasn't started his 21-day clock to get back on the field. So everything you discussed, I think, was eye-opening to a lot of Dolphins fans that there's a chance that with that tricky Achilles injury, we might not see a single 
the absolute vision of Byron Jones on the field during a game this season. Really good information. Dr. Ross, we'll see you tomorrow when we go to El Paso for FAU, okay? All right, Tex-Mex this time. Tex-Mex, right? baby, hey. let's go. Hey, uh, Dr. Ross, I will give you the full itinerary. We're going to make it happen. <laughs> All righty, we'll see you tomorrow, Ken. Love it. Dr. James Ross, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. And uh, if you have joint or ankle pain, yeah, you know where to go. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Just thinking about Jeanette saying, how are you running like the Terminator? I hate you guys so much. I absolutely hate and love both of you guys at the same time. Feelings mutual, don't worry, baby. (laughs) But before we go to break... I can't tell you how in love I am with these Dr. Ross segments. Like, you don't know about Russell Wilson's injury. No. But now you show up to work and you're like, hey, I think Russ is going to be out six to eight weeks. And you know every scientific (laughs) reason and stuff. Because all we do is false claim on this stuff. Oh, whenever he comes back. No. Now you know when the hell Russell Wilson's coming back because you know what injury he has. Especially when you hear Russell Wilson say the following yesterday. This is – Russ can't help himself, Jeanette. He can't help himself. Every day he wakes up and he says, how can I be most dangerous, Mr. Unlimited, and what new corny thing can I say today? This is Russell Wilson yesterday discussing how he'd possibly be able to play Sunday with a partially torn lat. Doing better every day, uh, you know, day by day. Obviously, it happened Monday night, but um, it's getting, it's, it's, I, I heal quick. I don't know if it's Wolverine blood or what, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Wolverine Wolverine blood. blood. Let's hear it one more time. Russell Wilson making a jokey joke, saying he has Wolverine blood. Doing better every day, uh, you know, day by day. Obviously, it happened Monday night, but um, it's getting, it's, it's, I, I heal quick. I don't know if it's Wolverine blood or what, but... Uh, <laughs> and as the show geek... Can I just say Wolverine, <laughs> Wolverine dies? Did anybody watch Logan? Yeah, but he heals really fast. That's Deadpool. Okay. Thank you. Spider-Man? <laughs> the Incredible Hulk? You know, I'm thinking, but you know, I'm not really uh, uh, educated in the Wolverine or superhero Black uh, healing Panther? realm. I'm just going to start naming superheroes. I don't know. Bleep about bleep. Yeah. Thanos heals really well. Um, Wonder Woman? Yeah, so well, she's indestructible. Yeah. Our own Wonder, uh, Wonder Woman, Jeanette Javier. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. She, when we come back, is wrapping a verse. Tonelli's hot in here as mm. part of her NFL bet payoff to Theo Dorsey, who is going to get in here and be a part of it until he goes to get a massage. And no. I'm not joking about that. No. It's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. La, 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 la. From the Anajar and the Bean Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Stop whatever you're doing. Call your family. Call your loved ones. Say, tune in to ESPN 106.3 post-haste. Because Jeanette Hoppier is about to pay off another losing NFL bet. And this time, she's rapping. 
A little Nelly and a little Jeanette collaboration, as one does. Yes. And this is a bet being paid off to Theo Dorsey of WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. And Big he joins Teddy. us here on Ken LeVick Alive. About to get a massage after an arduous day off yesterday that had him on the bright line to the buzzer beater train going down to the Heat and the Bulls. Now to work off all the stress he acquired during that evening he's going to go get a massage now theo you're living the life man you know it, it pays to be a big time local tv <laughs> and radio star man i mean i can't complain but i can complain about the miami heat offense mm. you know, that was that was rough and the defense the defense was equally as crappy as kyle lowry and bam Adebayo were um so I, I need to ask you about your Brightline experience. How was that? Because you looked happy, and I'm not going to lie, on the way down you looked, not like totally, but a little lit up. And I really, it brought a smile to my face. Well, I know that you like to go with the Pinot. Yeah. Um, I decided to go with the, they had an Oktoberfest with Sam Adams. Um, oh, that's a good one. On the, uh, that's a good one. Yeah. So I had my fair share of those plus Stella's, and uh, I don't know if I'm talking too loud here because it's very zen. So hopefully I don't get kicked out. But no, it was a, it was a good time, though. It was a great time. <laughs> uh, so again, gobrightline.com, the free Brightline app. Be like Theo. Take the buzzer beater train. Get those premium seats. Get your drink on at the station. Drink while you're on the train. Go to see the Heat. Hopefully play better offense and better defense and pick up a dub before getting back on one of three buzzer beater trains after the game. That's gobrightline.com and the free Brightline app. All right, Jeanette, are you ready? Now? Yeah. Uh, can you tell Theo what I'm holding? All right, Theo, so you know, um, uh, because Jeanette's petty, she is paying off a I don't want to know. The nope, chi- nope, a couple of weeks know. ago, <laughs> the Chiefs beat the Buccaneers, which leads us to today where Jeanette's paying off this bet to Theo. But she is holding a Super Bowl, What I don't, I'm not good with Roman numerals. What Super Bowl was that, 54? It's 54. Oh, yeah, Super it Bowl 54 <laughs> uh, when the Bucs beat the Chiefs. So she's being petty towards you. Uh, she's also wearing a Houston Astros hat as Because well. of the win from last night. They beat the Yankees, and I want a ring. So let's go, Astros. And so Theo's behind that. I appreciate that. that. Yeah, Theo's Yeah, I appreciate that. that. We're, we're on the same team there. So this bet, if Jeanette were to lose it, was to wrap a verse of Nellie's hot in here. And so this is what's about to happen. So Stone, if you could, <laughs> please hit the music. Are we doing the intro too? Yep, of course. Shh. <laughs> Quiet. There you go. Crank that up. There we go. Uh. There you go. <laughs> Stop laughing, Theo. And a Theo. little bit of... Yeah. a little bit Just a little bit of... And a little bit of... Sounds good so far. Just a little bit of... Here we go. And a little bit of... I was like, good gracious, ass is bodacious, flirtatious, trying to show faces, looking for the right time to you know, looking for the okay. right time to flash and keep <laughs> that I'm, I'm leaving. Please believe in. Oh, mean the rest of my heathens. Check it, got it locked at the top of the four seasons. Penthouse, rooftops, birds I'm feeding. No deceiving, nothing up my sleeving. No teasing. I need you to get up, up on the dance floor. Give that man what he asking for. <laughs> I feel like busting loose and I feel like touching you. Uh, uh. And can't nobody stop the juice. So, baby, tell you what's the use. I hey! Well done. 
And the bet has been paid off. Well done, Jeanette. Thank that you. was absolutely wow. fantastic. Well done, wow. Theo. Theo, your thoughts on the bet repayment? Was it everything you thought it would be? That was worth it. That might have been worth more than the one win that the Chiefs got because we'll get a lot more. The Bucks needed it more, but that was well worth it. Jeanette, that was fire. Thank you. Appreciate it. That was really, really, really good. Uh, Theo, just set the scene for us. Where are you at right now to get this <laughs> massage? Are you uh, are you in like a strip mall in Jupiter or are you at like a fancy place? Where are you at right now? The funny thing is I am, but this is a reputable, um, you know, spot. I don't want to say too much, you know, uh-huh. like that right now. But, yeah, you got it right the first time. And um, this was set up by my fiance Ashley, though, so this was definitely vetted. So don't worry. Wow. Theo, see if we can try to do business with them. Ken Levick Alive. Yeah. Whatever massage parlor you're yeah. in. Well, the stairs that I'm, I'm getting, is I'm talking loud in the waiting room. I don't know if they're going to want to partner with this show. Did, they, did maybe, you have uh, the speakerphone? Yeah, can, can we talk to them real quick? Just to apologize? <laughs> yeah, yeah, do it, do it, do it, do it. There's no way. I guess I'll do it. I'll put y'all on speaker right quick. We're yeah. live on the radio, everybody. Uh, Hola! Hey, I wanted to apologize for distracting your relaxation experience. Um, mm-hmm. I hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy your massages and your therapies, okay? On behalf of Ken Levick Alive, I apologize. And listen to us on ESPN 106.3 every day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye! <laughs> They said thanks. Peace out, y'all. Awesome. Later, buddy. (laughs) All right. Well, it's a Thursday. It feels like a Friday. We are officially off the rails. So you know what? Let's take a break. Let's go to hour two, and let's debut the new segment that's about to sweep the nation. If you thought Jeanette rapping was good, just wait until you catch what we have coming back. You're not going to want to miss this. It's our newest sports betting segment. Ooh, this could get us kicked (laughs) off the air. That's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and the Bean Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Stop whatever you're doing, call your family, call your loved ones, say tune in to ESPN 1063 post haste. Because Jeanette Hoppier is about to pay off another losing NFL bet. And this time, she's rapping. Mm-hmm. A little Nelly mm-hmm. and a little Jeanette collaboration, as one does. Yes. And this is a bet being paid off to Theo Dorsey of WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. And Big he joins Teddy. us here <laughs> on Ken Levick Alive. About to get a massage after an arduous day off yesterday that had him on the bright line to the buzzer beater train going down to the Heat and the Bulls. Now... To work off all the stress he acquired during that evening, he's going to go get a massage now. Theo, you're living the life, man. You know, it, it pays to be a big-time local TV <laughs> and radio star, man. I mean, I can't complain, but I can complain about the Miami Heat offense. Mm. Uh, that was that was rough. And the defense. The defense was equally as crappy as Kyle Lowry and Bam Adebayo were. Um, so... I, I need to ask you about your Brightline experience. How was that? Because you looked happy, and I'm not going to lie, on the way down you looked not like totally, but a little lit up. And I really, it brought a smile to my face. Well, I know that you like to go with the Pinot. Yeah. Um, I decided to go with the, they had an Oktoberfest, the Sam Adams. Um, oh, that's a good one. On the, uh, that's a good one. Yeah. 
so I had my fair share of those plus Stella's, and uh, I don't know if I'm talking too loud here because it's very zen. So hopefully I don't get kicked out. But no, it was a, it was a good time, though. It was a great time. <laughs> uh, so again, gobrightline.com, the free Brightline app. Be like Theo, take the buzzer beater train, get those premium seats, get your drink on at the station, drink while you're on the train, go to see the Heat. Hopefully, play better offense and better defense, and pick up a dub before getting back on one of three buzzer beater trains after the game. That's gobrightline.com and the free Brightline app. All right, Jeanette, are you ready? Now? Yeah. Uh, can you tell Theo what I'm holding? All right, Theo, so you know, um, uh, because Jeanette's petty, she is paying off the I don't want to know. The nope, chi- nope, a couple of weeks ago, the Chiefs <laughs> beat the Buccaneers, which leads us to today where Jeanette's paying off this bet to Theo, but she is holding a Super Bowl, what, I don't, I'm not good with Roman numerals, what Super Bowl was that, 54? It's 54. Oh, yeah, Super it Bowl 54 <laughs> uh, when the Bucs beat the Chiefs, so she's being petty towards you. Uh, she's also wearing a Houston Astros hat as Because well. of the win from last night. They beat the Yankees, and I want a ring. So let's go, Astros. And so Theo's behind that. I appreciate that. that. Yeah, Theo's Yeah, I appreciate that. that. We're, we're on the same team there. So this bet, if Jeanette were to lose it, was to wrap a verse of Nellie's Hot in here. And so this is what's about to happen. So Stone, if you could, <laughs> please hit the music. Are we doing the intro too? Yep, of course. Shh. <laughs> Quiet. There you go. Crank that up. There we go. Uh. There you go. <laughs> Stop laughing, and a Theo. Little bit of, yeah. a little bit of, just a little bit of, and a little bit of. Sounds good so far. Just a little bit of. Here we go. And a little bit of. I was like, good gracious, ass is bodacious, flirtatious, trying to show faces, looking for the right time to my cheek, you know, looking for the okay. right type of last and keys that I'm, I'm leaving, please believe in, oh, me and the rest of my heathens, check it, got it locked at the top of the four seasons, penthouse, rooftop, birds I'm feeding, no deceiving, nothing up my sleeving, no teasing, I need you to get up, up on the dance floor, give uh-huh. that man what he asking for, Woo! I feel like busting moose and I feel like touching you, uh, uh, and can't nobody stop the truth, so pay me tell you what's the use, I uh-huh. Has been paid off. Well done, Jeanette. Thank that you. was absolutely wow. fantastic. Well done, wow. Theo. Theo, your thoughts on the bet repayment? That, was it everything you thought it would be? That was worth it. That might have been worth more than the one win that the Chiefs got because we'll get a lot more. The Bucks needed it more, but that was well worth it. Jeanette, that was fire. Thank you. Appreciate that. That was really, really, really good. Uh, Theo, just set the scene for us. Where are you at right now to get this <laughs> massage? Are you uh, are you in like a strip mall in Jupiter or are you at like a fancy place? Where are you at right now? The funny thing is I am, but this is a reputable, um, you know, spot. I don't want to say too much, you know, uh-huh. like that right now. But, yeah, you got it right the first time. And um, this was set up by my fiance Ashley, though, so this was definitely vetted. So don't worry. Wow. Right. Theo, see if we can try to do business with them. Ken Levick Alive. Yeah. Whatever massage parlor you're yeah. in. Well, the stairs that I'm, I'm getting, is I'm talking loud in the waiting room. I don't know if they're going to want to partner with this show. Hey, I'll, did, I'll did you have your speakerphone? Yeah, can, you, can we talk to them real quick? Just to apologize? Um, yeah, yeah, do it, do it, do it, do it. There's no way. I guess I'll do it. I'll put y'all on speaker right quick. We're yeah. live on the radio, everybody. Uh, 
Hey, I wanted to apologize for distracting your relaxation experience. Um, mm-hmm. I hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy your massages and your therapies, okay? On behalf of Ken Levick Alive, I apologize. And listen to us on ESPN 106.3 every day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> they said thanks. Peace out, y'all. Awesome. Later, buddy. <laughs> All right. Well. It's a Thursday. It feels like a Friday. We are officially off the rails. So you know what? Let's take a break. Let's go to hour two and let's debut the new segment that's about to sweep the nation. If you thought Jeanette rapping was good, just wait until you catch what we have coming back. You're not going to want to miss this. It's our newest sports betting segment. Ooh, this could get us kicked off the air. That's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.